Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. Hey people, what's up? Uh, Connor's not here. Connor's just as a blank slate where Connor usually is. His face is just not there. Uh, he, he well, it's actually two reasons. One of them was planned. One of them was not planned. Uh, he's at a convention this week. He was always going to miss this week. He's also sick though, so he's probably going to be miserable at the convention. <laughs> Because we, we had to delay some recordings over the last couple of days because he didn't even go to work. He was like just in his bed for like two days straight. So Yeah, he got uh, con cried without a con. Yeah, he's he's got the ginger fever. So so he's off he's off being sick. But uh, he should be back next week. But uh, this is a DC Comics podcast. We talk about DC Comics. And coming up on this week's show, we're going to be discussing Batman 55, Justice League 8, Mr. Miracle 11, Green Lanterns 55, Nightwing 49, Aquaman 40, and Batman Damned issue 1 to round out. Which is interesting because it means we're bookending this with uh, two books about Batman's dick. So we can t- <laughs> talk about that in full context. Well played, later. sir. <laughs> A lot of bat dick talk talk this week, for in very different contexts as well, uh, in multiple places. Uh, so we'll be talking about that. But obviously, we do have some news. Uh, solicits for this week and a couple of other little bits and pieces uh, that are worth worth mentioning. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, before we get to the actual comics news, uh, and I, I always time stuff. If you want to skip to the books, you can you can you can do that. Um, I don't have these written down, but it's probably worth just mentioning some of the movie and TV stuff that that popped up this week because mm-hmm. we actually got to see like a screen test of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker like yesterday yeah I, I'm not watching it you know so. wait what do you mean you're not watching the movie you're not watching the, the teases for it uh, as of right now both so that's not going to last Matt you you make these yeah. weird like I'm not doing this like, ultimatums and then you completely mm-hmm. go against them oh no I don't I don't care about a Joker movie so I'm zero percent excited, and I don't care about that's fair. Phoenix. Yeah, that's fair. However, I do not believe for a second you're going to make it to this movie coming out. And when I say make it, I just mean the time it comes out, not actually going to see it without seeing some of it, <laughs> without seeing a trailer. Or oh, without seeing... I'm sure, but like, I'm not going on. But like, the number of times this video got shared on my yeah. social medias, I've I'm like I'm batting it away, like you know. Well, that's killed my first my first talking point of the show because you've not seen it. But uh, nope. just quickly, here's the thing about this movie, right? I don't really want a Joker solo movie either. I never really did. However, I will say this for this movie: it clearly is coming from a place of like an artistic vision. This movie's not being made because someone at the studio, you know, in a boardroom said, "Hey, let's have another Joker movie." I mean, the fact that we're getting a little Robbie Joker Harley movie at some point, sure, whatever. But this movie, this feels like, no, no, Todd Phillips in Joaquin Phoenix went to them and said, hey, can we make a low-budget Joker movie so we can be crazy and do weird shit? And they went, yeah, sure, we'll take another Joker movie if we're not paying much for it. That's what it kind of feels like. So I do want to say I kind of respect it in the sense that it feels more like an artistic vision of one. It may be a really weird artistic vision. It may be something I end up hating, but I'll, I'll respect it at least. Even if I end up hating it, I'll respect it as a piece of movie yeah. making more than I do yeah, some of the other stuff they try to It's crazy out. that it's, it's coming from Todd Phillips. That's the guy that directed Road Trip and The Hangover. So mm. for him to do this edgy, darker version that looks like it's a period piece, like. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know. 
Yeah, because the Joker makeup, assuming, I mean, I don't know if it's the final makeup, I don't know if it's like he's going to go through like multiple versions in the movie or whatever, but in the little tease when it sort of cuts to him in the makeup, it's, it's, it's less Joker and more just a sort of a traditional clown. Yeah, it actually looks like John Wayne Gacy's clown makeup. Yeah. Which is, that adds to the unsettlingness, I think, even more. But I've also seen so many people go, oh, look, they're, they're, it's a homage to all the Joker makeups and, it's completely different than you know the the first one that um who who was the first Joker on the sixty six show? Oh, Cesar Romero. Um, yeah, his first appearance as Joker, he was wearing a different clown mask and he takes it off and he's the Joker. Uh, when Ledger shows up in the bank and he's wearing the mask, mm. that was an homage to that. This makeup looks like neither of those, and people need to calm down. Like yeah, I mean. Do, do your research. I think it's just its own weird, quirky thing more than anything, to be honest. And I could see it not mm-hmm. being the only makeup. I can see it maybe changing over the movie. But at the same time, I think this is such a weird standalone thing that it could just do this. But like, yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm excited for it. I feel like it'll take a really good trailer to get me my needle moving. But like I say, yeah. I respect it for just being this weird solo thing that doesn't seem to. Because it's one thing if we were getting a solo Joker movie and they were really playing up what the Joker is, right? The, you know, the classic sense of the Joker. Mm-hmm. This feels like a weird art project where someone's going, oh, I want to do these weird things with it. And I can kind of respect that. Yeah. And to be fair, Joaquin Phoenix, as far as casting goes, he's kind of perfect <laughs> for a Joker. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the last movie I saw him in was The Master. And I still don't know what that movie was about. Um, uh, I don't so... know the last time I saw, saw him in yeah. was. It's been a while, actually. I've somehow avoided a lot of his movies. Even though he's been in a yeah. couple of interesting-looking things here or there, I've somehow avoided it. But, uh, yeah. but no, so I, I thought that was worth mentioning. It was, there was also the short list of the, the Birds of Prey casting went out. Now, now that I didn't see. Uh, yeah, there was a bunch of... Oh, actually, I'm going to get the article up, because I want you to actually have the list of names in yeah. front of me. But uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was on the list, Matt, and I think that's something that... Whoa! You know, yes. <laughs> kind of me intrigued. Yeah, it's just, so you had oh her. Oh my god! Had, oh, go ahead. My, ty- oh, my typing's just went weird. Made my typing. Gotcha. My, my the most annoying typo that I seem to always do is um is where I'll I'll leave the last letter of a word. Like I'll put mm-hmm. a space there. I'll put the space in the wrong place basically, and I'll have the last letter of the the previous word be the first letter of the next word, and it really upsets me every single time. Anyway, so <laughs> so. Yeah, so I'm on. I'm on. Uh, where am I? Screen rant. I'm on just now. Uh, so Birds of Prey. Uh, Kathy Ann's in. The, well, Kathy Ann's the director. Rather, sorry, I just jumped a name. Uh, but the the cast are uh, in the mix. Um, for Dinah and uh, Helena Huntress, right? It's, it's those two characters specifically. There's no mention of like who they're casting as Orphan, um, or whatever. Uh, but Gugu Mbatha Raw was on the list. Uh, okay. She was in the new Cloverfield. She was in uh, San Junipero, and she's been in a couple yep. of other things. She popped up in a lot of trailers really quickly back to back. Because me and Connor were sort of joking that we saw her in like five trailers in the space of like a month. Uh, but she was in the in the she's in the mix for Dana Lance, uh, as is uh, Jimmy Smollett Bell, um, who was in Hidden. Uh, so and then also Janelle Monae, yeah. who was in Hidden Figures. So it looks like they're, they're looking yeah. for a black actress for Black Canary. Um, that's cool. I it's mean, cool. The, the, the only the only reservation I have is I'm just a little bit worried. I'm a little bit cynical that the thinking behind this in the boardroom was she's called Black Canary. She right. should be black. That's yeah, the only thing that, that I'm said, like skeptical about. Other than that, yes, whatever. Yeah. Cool. 
No, I mean, Janelle Monáe was good in Hidden Figures. Uh, Mavatha Raw has been good in what I've seen her in. Even, even when uh, the movie outside of her has not been that great, she's been typically good. Yeah, um, and then Journey Smollett Bell, she was on uh, the final two seasons of Friday Night Lights. Okay, she cool. was the uh, She's the girl that Coach took under his wing, and she started, you know, she was going to be like the first female coach mm-hmm. and whatnot. So that, that was... She was pretty good there. So that that would mean so if those are the what they're going for 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 Dinah, then I'm guessing Mary Elizabeth Winstead's on the short list for Huntress. Uh, Elena. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got Hart. Oh, we got, that's exciting. We got Margaret Qualley, who was in The Leftovers, and uh, she was in that Netflix Death Note movie recently. But I, I saw her in The Leftovers. She was pretty good in that. She's actually kind of exciting as well. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm cool for that. Um, and then the other one we've got is uh Kristen uh Milioti, uh who was. Nanette Cole in Black Mirror. Who was who was what episode of so, Black Mirror? So yeah, so that? I called up the two. She was on the Star Trek episode. She was the main girl. Oh, I liked her. Uh, USS Callister. And then she's also, yeah. Oh yeah, and I liked her. She a was lot. also the mother on the last season of I Met Your Mother. Uh, she was actually she was in season two of Fargo as well because that, that episode of mm-hmm. uh, USS Callister yep. was actually kind of a reunion because you had uh, Fat Damon and you also had his new. Uh, I don't know if they're married yet, but uh, he's with Kristen Dunst, who was in Fargo Kristen season two Dunst. as well. So there was a whole yep. reunion thing going on. Uh, also, yep. uh, Sophia Batella is apparently in the mix, uh, but then that was refuted by the Hollywood Reporter. So she might not actually be in the mix, but we'll mention her because we mentioned a bunch of people. Well, this sounds like a show that I would want to watch with any of these actresses. I'll take your word on the the second one for Huntress because sure, I haven't seen yeah. her. Oh, there's actually a couple but, of names for Montoya as well. I just noticed that. Oh? <laughs> uh, right. I, d- I don't know either of them, though. Uh, Justina Mikado from One Day, in a- One Day at a Time and Roberta C- uh, Colin Drez from I Love Dick. Oh. I've not seen... <laughs> I Love Dick. <laughs> um, but... Uh, That's also the name of your autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I Love Dick Grayson is the name of my autobiography, right? Uh-huh. Sure. The font size on Dick might be bigger. Yeah. But... That's, that's, yeah. Uh, so, so I would actually have to. I, I actually know who either of those actresses are, though. I have no opinions on either. Yeah, of them. Do I. Uh, but oh. hey, uh, there's no one. But it, it, this is the interesting thing about Cassandra Kane, though, is that it mentions they're looking for someone who's about twelve years old to play Cassandra. So that's we're getting cool. a, we're getting a young Cassandra Kane uh, in the movie, which I guess makes sense if they're hoping for some franchise potential. They want her to like grow into the yeah. role and be around for a while. So I guess hey, that makes sense. Hey, it worked for Stranger Things, right? Like. Sure. Those yeah. heads are growing up before our eyes. This is true. This is, I feel like next season they're going to be really weirdly. Uh, the gap's going to feel bigger though because they'll have that spurt between seasons where all of a sudden they're all like a foot taller. All the all the guys' voices yeah. have all broke. Um, yeah. And so on. Yeah, it's hard to do reshoots. Yeah. Like well, they had they had that problem in season one with uh, Dustin yeah. because his teeth grew in. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. and all of a sudden his voice sounded completely different. So they had they had that issue. Yeah. Uh, but no, so no, so that interesting casting buzz there. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, so that, that was the Birds of Prey stuff. Um, I think there's a couple of little things. Uh, the ones, the stuff for TV that really stuck out, uh, is they cast Jeremy Davis as a doctor at Arkham Asylum for the CW crossover. Okay. It was. It wasn't like a, a character. I mean, I looked him up to see if he was like an existing character. I don't think it was, but he's like yeah. he's apparently like a mad doctor who's going to be working at Arkham uh, in the CW crossover. So, so he's not playing Jeremiah Arkham. No, he's not playing Jeremiah Arkham. He's, he's playing like some other okay. random name. Uh, but he's a doctor okay. that works at Arkham, and he's 
you know, he, he, the, the article specifically mentioned he's going to be a menace. So I think he's like a mad doctor who's up to no good. Right. Um, and then weirdly, they ca- I think it's Stephen Amell's wife, they cast as, and wait for this, Nora Freeze. Oh, jeez. Like, Nora Freeze is going to be in this... Cr- now, obviously, it makes sense we're getting some Gotham stuff because we know we're getting Batwoman, right? Okay, so we're setting up some Wait. Gotham-y character. But Nora Freeze is a really weird one. Like, no, Victor Freeze. It, like, th- did that happen already in the past? Did the Mr. Freeze stuff all happen? And this is, like, the aftermath? What if... What if she's just being in the tube motionless? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but... It's those, funny. Those casting which really stuck out to me is like because they're both very bat centric. Uh, yeah. So nah, curious. Very much so. But hey, nah, so some interesting stuff. There's probably some other tidbits throughout the week, but that, that was the stuff that, that really stuck out that I felt was worth worth bringing up. Yeah. Uh, so we we'll get to actual comic book sales and uh, or sorry, comic book news rather, but we're starting with sales because the sales went out this week. So you're getting that first. And Matt loves to play the guessing game. I know he does. It's his favorite yeah. time of the month. No. Yeah. Favorite time of the month, don't deny it. They all love it. So I'm going to say, Matt, what do you think number one? Obviously, this is for last month. This is last month. This is August's figures. Right, 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 right. What was number one? What do you think? What was new at Marvel that came out that would have taken people by storm? Oh, man. I got nothing. I mean, Batman. That's always my (laughs) go-to. No, it was a Marvel book. It was a Marvel book that cost $5.99. Yeah, see, that's why I don't pay attention. <laughs> uh, $5.99 Marvel. Is it number one? Yes. Fantastic Four. Correct. Fantastic Boom! Four Nailed it. was number one with 368,000 copies. I feel like that was inflated somewhat, somehow. That's, that seems like a lot. At the very least, they had yeah. a lot of variants, so people were buying up the variant yeah. uh, packs and whatnot. Uh, but that was number one. And then number two... Uh, it was also a Marvel number one. Also five ninety nine. What else came out that was number one? It wasn't Cap. We were doing Cap. I actually, I don't think you would ever guess mm-hmm. this because I don't think you like unless I, t- I, I could, I'll give you a really obvious clue in a second, which may help you, but I don't think yeah. you would ever think of this if I didn't say this. Okay. It's give an me a event. Clue. Oh, is it Infinity War? Yeah. Whatever. Gauntlet. Inf- Infinity um, Wars. Earth. Which is it? Just there me. You go. Is it just me or is no one talking about that? I feel like I'm, I'm not saying... Yeah. Usually when there's a Marvel it, event on, I see people complain. Like, oh, Civil War 2 sucks. What's going on in Civil War 2? Everyone's like talking about it. I feel like no one's talking about Infinity Wars. Yeah, because it's very up on the cosmic side. I have a friend that's reading all that and he was mm. telling me big things happen with Gamora um, and whatnot. So, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, but that that is uh, that is number two. Uh, and then we get to some DC with three and four. You'd probably make some guesses here of Batman. <laughs> so I'll just tell you. Yeah. Bat- Batman 52 and 53. Um, worth mentioning that Batman 53 is actually at 99,191, which means it's the first issue, I believe, that's dropped under 100,000. Uh, not by much, admittedly, oh. but it's... Uh... People are upset about the wedding. They wanted a wedding and they didn't get a wedding. Yeah, it may be that. It could, just, it could also be the fact that... It, Comics just inherently kind of decline over time, and it's just finally declined yeah. under under a hundred. <laughs> I mean, it could be that, uh, but the wedding might be a factor. People might be pissed, especially since if people. 
because maybe people gave it a couple issues to try and then they dropped out or maybe was was this the first month where it would have mattered solicits wise where if they'd like cancelled from then on yep yeah i think it might have been so maybe yep. it is the wedding directly because uh, obviously comic retailers have to order all the books about two months before uh the books came out yep. and that'll be why the numbers are down now if that's what the, the effect is uh number five is another marvel book and credit to it this is this is not a number one this is one that's actually stuck around at a reasonable number let me guess venom people love <laughs> not, that venom not venom not venom um it's an x book no you were closer with venom venom so it's uh mortal hulk nope spider-man yeah spider-man Spider jesus christ matt <laughs> you're closer with well, venom I hulk i want a hulk <laughs> Because I was thinking monster when you said closer, okay. not spider. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Spider-Man number three, uh, or Amazing Spider-Man number three specifically, was number five, and then number seven was number four. So uh, they're both in 80,000. So Spider-Man, you know, a lot of these Marvel number ones drop hard after the first one. Uh, so credit to Spider-Man for sticking around. Uh, oh, I mean, number. it is Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man sounds like Batman sells. Yeah. So that's why there's a, a bunch of different Spider-Books. Yeah, but none of them sell as well as Amazing Spider-Man. Just like Detective no. never sells as well as Batman because it's Batman. Uh, so yeah, uh, so slotted in between those two is uh, number six, and that is actually a DC Comics number one. Well, technically, out. technically. Yeah. Oh man, I read too much comics. I can't keep <laughs> them straight. Like you always knew that was a number one. You never read it. Okay, that doesn't help. <laughs> Well, hold <laughs> You try to read it more accurately. Again, doesn't help. <laughs> you give it to me. Sandman Universe, number one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. credit where credit's true. That's, that, that, that's quite high for that book, I think. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. People are interested. Uh, yeah, so that, that was 83,000 that sold. Uh, number eight... Uh, go on, guess this. Word. The rest of the top 10 is DC. 8, 9, and 10 are all DC. I'm happy um, to say. I'm going to throw it out there because it's my favorite book right now. Action Comics. So close! Yet so far. Uh, Superman. Superman, yeah. Superman number 2 yeah. and number 8. Which is good because I think people were worried that Bendis wasn't going to sell because Man of Steel didn't have any variants and sold much less. But Superman's held it stuck around for number 2 in the top 10. So, there you go. Steady's you know, Sloan said he wins the race. Yeah, and then uh, that was 77,000, and then 9 and 10 are both the same book, both the same series. Is it Tech? Nope. Flash? Nope. Nope, no, it's not Flash. What's bigger than those right now? Uh, it's fresh. Not brand new, but fresh. Uh, oh, just, just there League. There you go, there you go. Just League 5 and yeah. 6, with 76 and 75,000. Uh, respectively. So, uh, no, so there you go, there's a top 10. There's a top 10. A uh, bunch of weird Marvel stuff after that. Worth mentioning, Catwoman number two is at number 15 with 64,000, which is a really good hold for that, I think, because it's, it's, you know, Catwoman, yeah. despite being a relative, you know, a big character in terms of what you think of comic book characters, I don't feel like Catwoman's solo titles are necessarily massive sellers, so that feels like a big deal for that. Uh, your Action Comics, as you mentioned, is at 61,000. That's at number 17, so it's still relatively high. Um, it's, it's kind of similar to Detective to Batman, um, although Detective has dipped down a bit since um, Tinian left, but it's, it's still at 52,000 to yeah. 51,000. Uh, that's number 22 and 24, respectively. Uh, you mentioned Flash. You expected that to be high. Uh, that was at number 26 for issue 53. Issue 52 was higher at 21, 
at 54 and 48,000 respectively. So that's your higher DC books. Uh, I think, interestingly, Justice League Dark 2, because obviously it's an issue, you like to see how it holds from Justice League, you know, the, the first issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's at number 32 with 46,000. I don't feel like issue 1 was like a much... I might, I might go back to last month. I might go back to uh, July and see what issue 1 was. So that was 46,000, I just said. I want to see what that what the drop was there. Uh, 60,000 was issue 1. So it, it did drop 14,000, but that may be a respectable amount for a 1 to 2 drop. So we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how that holds. But people like it. It's very good. Just Lead Dark's very good. So Yeah. So that's good. Uh, but that, that's that's pretty much uh, the sales. That's all the interesting bits and pieces. So, you know, uh, we'll see we'll see how, how September fares. I feel like Heroes in Crisis will be ranking highly. Uh, yeah. Doomsday Clock, of course, usually does. So, did we have any number ones this month? I can't remember. I don't think we did. I can't remember. Well, Batman Damn may rank high, because people like Batman. Yeah, but it was also priced pretty high. It was that's an $8 book. So, oh, was, was it eight? Uh, maybe it was it. Yeah, maybe right. So. Yeah, it was uh, seven ninety nine. So you how um, much attention I'm paying when I'm when I'm buying books. Yeah. Uh, click, 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 and all of a sudden. Yep. Yeah, you don't know where all your money went. Although I I I intentionally don't have the quick checkout on because Connor. I mean, I always thought this might happen, but this actually happened to Connor. Yeah. Connor literally <laughs> sneezed when he was looking at the sale items once, and he added. He uh-huh. just instantly bought something with one click when he sneezed. So I leave I leave the quick checkout off just so that I actually have to confirm it. It's just in case I accidentally right. click a button, right? <laughs> I always have that right. on. That's, that makes sense. You know, play safe, people. Play safe. Uh, so some actual news. Obviously, we had solicits, and before we get to anything in the actual solicits, there's a big thing that we have to talk about, uh, just in terms of scheduling of the books. Which actually, Matt, this actually works out really well for us in recording. Because uh, you know how every okay. year we usually have the we have we have our, our annual episode which is the the, the best of the year the the top tens the countdowns the mm-hmm. favorite artists of the year favorite books of the year. Um, normally we have to a, a schedule for that on top of the other episodes. This year we don't because DC are taking a week off at the end of the year, so we can just do it that week. Yep. So thanks yeah. DC. Because Christmas Christmas lands on a Wednesday this year. Uh, it's actually right. the day after. It's the twenty sixth. It's a Wednesday. Yeah. But they're skipping that week because everyone was really panicky for the first like ten minutes when the solicits yeah. went up because there was no Batgirl, there was no Action Comics, there was no Heroes in Crisis. It looked like Flash and like Detective and Wonder Woman all like were all down to one issue. But that's not the case. What's actually happening is that they're taking the twenty sixth off, which is the final week. So it's a four four Wednesday month. The fourth Wednesday on the twenty sixth, they're taking that off. And what is happening? Uh, is that January is a five Wednesday month, and all of the week four books from December are going to be week one in January on January second. Oh boy! So, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's. It, I'm assuming that that means there's no annual week in January. They're, they're just doing right. this instead. This will be the, the the fifth week, but it'll be the start of the, the month, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. It just means that uh, we're, we're skipping a week. Uh, it means we'll do our end of year stuff uh, the week of the skip because our scheduling right. we we've been recording on like the twenty ninth or something like that. So that's right. You know, normal. That'll work. Yeah. 
but it means we don't have to try and fit that in, so that's nice. But the books that are affected by this, I'll just give you a quick rundown of this. Action Comics, uh, 1006, Batgirl 30, Batman Beyond 27, Books of Magic 3, Detective Comics 995, Flash number 6, Heroes in Crisis number 4, Hex Wives 3, Injustice V's Masters of the Universe number 6. What the hell is that book? <laughs> I feel like I don't pay attention to some of those quirkier side things as much. Yes. <laughs> Clearly. Me neither. Uh, Justice League Odyssey 4, Old Lady Harley number 3, Raven Daughter Darkness 11, Scarlet number 5, Scooby-Doo Team Up 45, The Silencer number 12, The Terrifics number 11, Titans 32, and Wonder Woman 61. So all those books, which would have been on week 4 in December, were not solicited with everything else. They'll be solicited with January's books, and they'll be at the start. So technically, there'll be three issues of, like, Flash and Detective that month, but it's only because, you know, the, the, the first week's the previous month's stuff, so. Yeah. Makes no difference. That uh, good. But hey, so, so that's important. So in case you were worried that one of your books was not in the solicits, don't be, it's fine. They're coming the following the following week, basically. Uh, so nothing to worry about. Uh, so yeah, so we'll get to the actual solicits in a second in terms of interest and stuff. Uh, but before that, there was an announcement this week that Heroes in Crisis has been extended. They're adding issues. Yeah. Because uh, it was maybe seven, seven issues, but there's going to be nine now yeah. in total. They're, they're extended it by two. Uh, so that's cool. Interestingly, this article from Newsarama says that December's a skip month because there's no books on the 26th, but that's not entirely true because issue 4 is in that list that says it's coming on the 2nd of January. So it's not actually skipping a month, it's just skipping a week. Yeah, <laughs> but, they're just, yeah. They're, they said that, they said it effectively turning December into a skip month, but no, that would be if it didn't come out till February. Or yeah, the know? end of January, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. so, but hey, uh, so and then the other news that came with this is that they're adding a couple of artists here. Obviously, Clayman is the main artist in the book. Um, he is no longer doing issue three. Issue three is now going to be Lee Weeks, and issue seven is going to be Mitch Jarrods. So there's going to be two issues, but it's not not Clayman, and they're kind of evenly spread throughout. So you know, two. And then, and, and then I thought we we knew that Jarrods was doing three, and then they moved him to seven. Um, I think yeah, that's what I read. Now, it says here he's replacing Clayman. We knew Gerard's was going to be on the book in some capacity because King teased but it. But we didn't know where. Yeah, we didn't know That's where. Right. So, But now we know it's going to be issue seven. So it's like th- three into the book, we get a different artist. Three from the end, we get a different artist. So it's kind of evenly spread. I, I, I would imagine that whatever the story is, he's going to... It'll make sense in the story that those issues are different artists, I think. I would assume so. Right. Rather than just being a different artist because they need time or whatever. Um, right. So, but hey, so yeah, nine issues of Heroes in Crisis. Issue one's next week, of course, so we'll be talking a lot about that next week. Um, Heroes in Crisis, but worth mentioning. Uh, so nine issues now yeah. instead of seven. Well, and what they were doing, they were going to do like a tie-in issues that mm. the, he just, Tom King just decided, instead of making it, you know, one through seven and these two tie-ins, one and one, we're just going to turn them all into, you know. I, I'm I okay think with that. They moved seven and nine or something. Yeah, so, I, I, I'm okay with this. Uh, this makes it just yeah. neater to collect. Nice simple trade. Um, yeah. So in terms of the solicits themselves, I just, I've just i noted down a few of the, the, the new things that popped up in December. We kind of knew about them anyway, but I, I think it's just worth uh, reiterating them and saying, if, if it's worth mentioning the, the actual description, but uh, and a couple of little details. So Batman Who Laughs Mini is starting in December. Um, notably, it's listed here as $4.99, uh, but the page counts, like the normal page count. So either... One of these two details is wrong, and it's just a mistake in the mm-hmm. solicits that either the page count's wrong, or the price is wrong, or this is just an absurdly priced book. <laughs> but I have no reason to think yeah. why it would be. There's, there's, there's just a mini. Like, there's no... 
Unless Jock is just a premium now, like you know, you want Jock Hart, you're paying extra for it. You gotta, yeah, that makes sense. You gotta pony up. I, I could see them doing it. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's coming uh, in December. That's solicited. Uh, as is Batman and the Outsiders by Brian Hill and Dexter Soy, uh, which we again we knew yeah. about. But uh, so it's worth mentioning um, that many is coming on week two, which is not ideal. Week two is kind of busy, busier, uh, and mm-hmm. so is uh, Batman and the Outsiders. So week two is now officially busy because those two are getting added to week two. Uh, but Batman and the Outsiders, there's actually some information here about the the plot here. It's about some some family that Batman put in sort of essentially witness protection from the past. They're all turning up dead, and he has to go and protect the last one and the team have to question the loyalty to him and something like that so there's some details in there uh but that's uh coming out in december uh just briefly mentioning last week we found out about freedom fighters and martian manhunter two 12 issue minis yeah. uh they're both coming in december of course one is week one that is martian manhunter and then freedom fighters is week three uh good places yeah. for them so those are coming um, then there's also this this a little bit of controversy around what Orlando's going to be doing with John, and that mm. apparently in this telling, in this story, John was a corrupt cop on Mars. Okay. And that being the last surviving of his species, it turned him, you know, to try to be better. A lot of people are upset with that um, because it's a radical change. This is the first um, John time Jones. Pure, I'm trying to process this because I've not heard yeah. this shit. This is new to me. <laughs> yeah. It was it was in the solicits. Uh, our friend Talking Superman posted a thing about it. Oh, cool. Because he wanted to know what people thought, and so. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think we I think we should give it a chance because I feel like Martian Manhunter's always felt like Green Superman, you know, like he with with telepathic powers. So I feel like having him go from this place where he was a twisted corrupt cop, you know, to you know ultimately like a. a pure good guy i think that's interesting and plus um, yeah. it plays into the noir i mean you know? well do we know for sure this is in continuity I, I guess that's my first question no we we, we don't so okay. so does that um <laughs> but, but either way I, I feel like it's a fun take on if you want to make martian manhunter more noir having you be an ex-corrupt cop uh you know albeit yeah, on mars it's I, interesting it's it's interesting because I'd be curious to see like how corrupt are we talking here? Was he killing people or was yeah. he just on the take? You know, whatever the Martian version of on the take is. Uh, you right. know, what was the extent of the corruption? Uh, I always love a good redemption story, so I'm I'm kind of cool with that as an idea. Um, if it's in continuity and we're we're changing kind of like who he's always been, I'll see how it is before I before I react. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for the actual solicit. Yeah. Right now. But I'm, I'm I'm not super angry at the the, the sound of it, I guess. That's mm. what, what I'm saying. Oh, plus with Rosmo art too, him like if we get flashbacks of him doing some kind of crooked stuff like shaking people down or whatever on on Mars. To me, I, to I me cool. I feel I feel like obviously there's been obviously like he's been around for a long time. There's definitely been books about his time on Mars and flashbacks and all sorts, but to me, this kind of feels like, okay, typically though, we have Martian Manhunter on the Justice League, or we have him on Earth present day, and his backstory is kind of this idealised kind of, like, you know, his family, he lost his family, his planet's gone, and uh, but it's, it's kind of usually fairly vague, right? It's a fairly vague, mm-hmm. idealised kind of memory of it. And to me, that this kind of reminds me of the Alan Moore, uh, let's take Swamp thing and then flip it on its head. He was never actually, yeah. you know, 
you know, he was never actually the person. He, he just thinks he is. Alec. Yeah, he just thinks right. he's Alec Holland. Um, to me, this kind of feels like that. We're, we're adding like a twist into his backstory where, okay, there's actually something more to it now. Um, and I'm not totally against that. I feel, I feel like you could maybe do something with that. And um, yeah, that, that's my instinct. I mean, I, I could read it and be like, no, this is this is appalling what they're doing to him. <laughs> this is completely betraying yeah. who he is. But yeah. uh, I, I don't feel that from the get-go no so here's here's the solicit i just i checked yeah. it down and it says no matter what you know about john johns you're not prepared for this the acclaimed team of writers steve orlando and artist riley rossimo uh re-team for reinvention of the marsh of the manhunter from mars in this twisted unexpected series back on mars john was about as corrupt as a law officer can be and when a reckoning comes for his entire society he'll get a second chance he doesn't want or deserve one shocking murder and an unexpected fragment of Mar- of the Mars he lost will change his life and the course of the Earth forever. So, sounds pretty interesting. Like, yeah, I give it a chance. And I say that as someone who's not been super happy with Orlando recently, but I, I, it's not it's not upsetting me the, the the notion of it from the get go. Yeah, me neither. So, me neither. Yeah, that's it. Uh, also mentioned in December, we're doing a, another new talent showcase. This is the third year they've done this. Um, we did we, we covered the first year because we had less books then. I, I think when 2017's rolled around, we were so busy that the idea of adding an 80-page book yep. was, uh, was a bit tough to swallow. Um, mm-hmm. But they're doing that uh, in December as well. So th- that's all the new up-and-coming writers and artists that get to do these little short stories yep. throughout the anthology book. So that's an $8 book, 80 pages. Uh, and it's on week yep. two. Look at that. Yeah, no chance of that happening that week. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but... Yep. Um, no. but it's worth mentioning uh, also worth mentioning is that uh, and this is expected of course but Supergirl and Teen Titans both had their, their 25th issue in December so they're, they're bigger books uh, slightly bigger price $4.99 um, obviously we're not covering Teen Titans because we're not into that book but we do like Supergirl a lot us too anyway so uh, we'll be looking at that for sure But yeah. uh, so bigger book uh, and here's, here's probably the weirdest thing that stuck out to me about the solicits is that we're getting an annual in December even though it's mm-hmm. only a four-week month, it's just randomly on the second week we're getting an annual. Right. right? And here's the funny thing. So it's on week two, which we've just said is getting kind of busy. But, but, and you're saying, okay, Batman annual number three is coming out for some reason on that on that week. I don't know why. However, then you tell me it's written by Tom Taylor with art by Otto Schmidt. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. Hands yeah. rubbing together. I'm into it. <laughs> yep, I'll be reading it no matter what. Oh, so. yeah, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I have been campaigning for Tom Taylor to get a regular DC book. Now, this is not a regular, this is a one-off, but um, hopefully this leads to some regular DC work and they can snatch him away from uh, a lot of his Marvelness. I mean, obviously he's been doing Injustice for a long time. He's, he, has, he does yeah. have a regular DC book, but what I mean by that is a regular DC book in the main continuity, the main universe. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be psyched for that. But uh, yeah, so I'll just read the solicit for this this issue because I want one and done story. Uh, the other side of the penny, Alfred Pennyworth has been Batman's most trusted and ally and confidant since the Dark Knight first hit the streets of Gotham City. Now, witness Batman's battle for justice from Alfred's perspective and learn how harrowing that journey has been as Batman experiences one of the worst nights in Gotham City he's ever seen. Uh, the night that will push Alfred to the breaking point. Uh, so that sounds really cool. That sounds like it's going to be like an Alfred sort of perspective and like a really bad night in Gotham. When yep. Bruce is probably gonna get the shit kicked out of him, and he has to. And then it's how he has to deal with it. And yeah. Put piece him back together while worrying about his son, like, oh man. Yeah. Uh, it's, and again, Tom Taylor, Otto Schmidt, what a team. Uh, yeah. I'm super game. So 
no. As much as it's weird we're getting it then, I don't know why it's happening then. I, I almost wonder if it was meant to be an October annual, but they just, it got delayed and they didn't have time to, yeah. they knew they didn't have time to get it out in time, so now it's just a December thing. Uh, whatever. Or, actually, what about this? What if January was meant to have annuals, and then they realised the last minute they could push week four's books, but then they're like, oh shit, we already had t- like two annuals being worked on, so there's one randomly yeah. coming in December, and then maybe there'll be one randomly in, in January. Maybe that's what's happening, I'm not sure. Uh, but hey, there you go, we're getting, getting Batman annual number three by Tom Taylor in, in, in December. But uh, that, that was that was all the news that I wanted to point out. I don't know if you had anything from Solicits that you were itching to, no, to talk I'm, about. I'm I'm going through them now, but that's no, I don't. I don't have. I think the first G Willow Wilson Wonder Woman comes out that month. I thought that was November, but you may be right. You may be right. Maybe I'm just misremembering. Because it's yeah, I don't know. I just it's Wonder Woman number sixty, and it's got her on there. Oh no, it's, so it's, I, before, it's, it's uh, I think it's fifty eight. Her first issue. Okay. okay. I'm sure it was fifty something. Gotcha. I'm so, going to confirm it though, just yeah. in case I'm completely wrong. No, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to that though. I'm looking forward to the run. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking. It looks Red Hood Outlaw. What is going on here? Yeah, it's keeping the numbering, but they've changed the title. I think it's just Red Law, uh, Red Hood on his own. Red Law. Oh, that'd be a good title, though. Red Law. Red Law. Well, if I've been Kate Kane's on the cover. What oh, really? God. Yeah, and what looks like the Hulk. So who knows what Labdell's doing, but he's <laughs> going to ruin Nightwing that month too, so. Alright, that's not fair. I don't know if he's going to ruin Nightwing, but I won't know because <laughs> I'm not going to read it, so. Oh, come on, you need the, the, the first issue, Matt. Come on, we need, we need to try the first issue. Yeah, 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 first issue, but the second yeah. issue might not. Yes, yeah, so I'm fully expecting to launch it from orbit, uh, <laughs> you know, after issue one, or 50, whatever it is, 51. But, yeah. you know. We'll be, we'll be, you know, dealing with that then. Um, yeah, I couldn't find it. I, I, I could just look at last month's solicits, I suppose, but I'm pretty sure it's 58. I'm pretty sure it's 58. Anyway, uh, all right, that's the news. That, that was, that's all the news then. Uh, we can, we can get on to books. So we'll start with Batman, as we typically do when it, when Batman's <laughs> out. Tom King writing, Tony S. Daniels back in the art, one of the rotating artists we have. Um, I was actually a little worried uh, when I read Justice League that Janin is going to be on Justice League, and I was like, "No, he can't leave Batman." But he's actually he's actually solicited for Batman in December, so it's fine. He's still in Batman. He's just dipping yeah. out for one Justice League. It's fine. Uh, so, but no. So this this was a highly highly controversial issue of Batman uh, because of because of Dick, and that is not the first time I'll say that this week. I know I've made that joke already, but it still it makes me laugh that there's controversy about Batman's Dick in two different issues, but for completely different reasons. So this is the issue that is going to set up Nightwing's amnesia that we've been hearing about. Uh, There's going to be a big thing going forward in Nightwing's book. And I'm not going to blame King for this, necessarily, because I feel like DC are the ones making the call here, the editorial are making the call that it has to spill into his Nightwing's book. Whereas this could just be a story here in in Batman, right? Like They do that all the time. Like Just just say that, you know, it takes place between these two arts and Nightwing. Don't have to worry about it, it's fine. Well, there's that, and I feel like it, it's going to inform Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. Like, this is coming out the week before Heroes in Crisis. We all know how, how Bruce relates to trauma, you know, whether it's his, you know. It, it's usually never Bruce. It's someone close to Bruce, and that's mm. how you get to him, you know. So um, I just, like you just said, there's ways to handle it. I, I appreciate what they're doing, but 
this whole new persona for Dick because he doesn't know who he is. We just got a whole new persona when he moved to Bloodhaven. Like they do this to him all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because keep in mind, like you know, he was Nightwing for a bit in the New Fifty Two, then he became this the Spy. Now he's back to being Nightwing, but a different version of Nightwing, a Nightwing that I preferred yeah. as well. I, I was happy to go back to Nightwing because you know, you know, I'm not a big Spy guy, so I, people like Grayson, yeah. but it was never my thing, and I was happy that yeah, he was going back to Nightwing. Grayson's a lot of fun, you know. Grayson's a lot of fun, but I get, I understand if you're a Nightwing guy and you want to see him in the tights, you know, whipping around rooftops. I totally get that because that's. Grayson was completely opposite. Yeah. Uh, but knowing that that King was co-writer on Grayson, I know he has a love of this character because his voice is, you know, dead on. So I don't think like this is a, you know, we always joke that Didi has always been trying to kill Dick. Yeah. And John's let him. I don't feel like this comes from that place. I feel this is exactly like. King oh, sure. Yeah. I'm, exactly what he's doing. I'm not worried about how King's going to treat this. Because th- th- yeah. between Batman and between Heroes in Crisis, I'm not worried about what King's going to do with Nightwing. I'm just—it's just a shame that his own book. And let's be honest, though, I feel like I'm more concerned about the fact that Lobdell's writing it than I am about the the, the plot. <laughs> That's the sad truth. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, I, I look, Dick Grayson's one of my top five characters, so I'll always be picking up whatever book he's in, right? Um, I just feel ever since Celie left the book, mm-hmm. uh, Nightwing. It hasn't really been up to like. There were moments in Humphrey's quick run, uh, and there's been some moments in Percy's, but I feel just like the quality hasn't been there for a little bit now. So, well, what's funny though is I feel know. like Percy's on his way. That's why it's such a shame that he's leaving because I yeah. feel like I feel like the last two issues, including this week's, have been really great, and I I have loved the last two issues. So I'm actually really upset that Percy's like got one more and yeah. then he's gone because I feel like it's building up to something different and better. Yeah. Um, but. Hey, so yeah, I mean, this Batman issue, despite all the, the, the hubbub that it's the thing that's causing the amnesia, it's actually a really, really good issue. <laughs> yeah, I love the... It almost continues last, you know, the last issue that was them and, and you know, trading, you know, quips back and forth and being almost Batman and Robin again. Like, it's almost like Dick going out of his way to give Bruce something positive to latch onto because, yeah. you know, being left at the altar and... This, I love their relationship because it, it is kind of father and son, but it's also big brother, little brother at times too. So, you know, yeah. I just I like the way King writes that. He even brings up the, the wedding that he's there for him. He brings up, uh, you know, honestly, we're, we're here, we're the dynamic duo, and there's the, the jokes are flying kind of thick and thin. Yep. Uh, he's trying to get Batman to joke. He's like, no, you, you do the, the puns, and I will do, I'll do the, the, the grunting. He's like, that wasn't a great. He's like, hmm. Is that better? You know, just yeah. all that stuff back and forth. It was really fun. It felt like, yeah. you know, classic, you know, Batman and, and Robin or Batman and Nightwing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and even, even when they go, we go to see Gordon and Gordon's like, this feels familiar. Like, you know, he's like, yeah, this yeah. was like back in the day. This was the original Batman and Robin. And that that was a nice yeah. touch. And it, so, it, it's so effective because the entire book, that that's it, because it's cutting between the two things, of course. It's Batman and Dick. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to, of course, KG Beast arriving in Gotham, getting his motel room, setting up you know observing and you know that it's all building up and the whole the whole point of the way this works is that the entire issue is like look at how much of a good influence dick is on batman and look at how important he is look at how much you like dick (laughs) no pun intended and then all this is just set up so you're crushed at the end because he's going to get shot in the head yeah it's it's almost the hey it's the cop in in the action movie that's like yep 
one week till retirement. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, well, something bad's going to happen to him. And and sure enough. So I tried to steer from, from spoilers about this. Like I had heard the rumors about like there was going to be some kind of change mm-hmm. and that Dick Grayson was going to have this, you know, uh, change in, in alter ego and, and whatever. But I didn't really buy that he was going to get shot in the head. I thought that was just, <laughs> you know, co- comic sites like playing the guessing game or it's, it's the rumor mill. So when it actually happened, I was still surprised. Um, it, it just happened. because I, I would think they would have kept it closer to the vest, you know? Yeah. Well, they paired that image of him with a scar on his head, so it was pretty, you know, fair play. Oh, for... see, I missed. Yeah, I, I missed that. Yeah, it was. It was. That. It was pretty fair play to make that guess. But uh, even the way it happens, he's in the middle of cracking a joke. He's talking about Napkin Man. He's like, "Oh, is it, does he make napkins? Yeah. Like, what is it, what's going on here?" And then he, he turned the page, and it's that full page spread of him just getting hit in the head. Yeah. And uh, what a one of my favorite... headshot, if you will? Uh, <laughs> dick headshot. Yeah. Um, I love that whenever I share a picture of Nightwing on 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 the Twitters, I can see that I'm sharing a dick pic. Uh, that, yep. that cracks me up. Best kind of dick pic. Uh, but I I loved like hearing Gordon scream like you know uh, for for help for a medical team. Um, yep. As we as we see KJB sort of like you know wrap things up. I'm assuming this is connected to like Bane's master plan. You know because he's like he's like yeah. got getting everyone together, all these villains to like you know hunt Batman. Um, and make his life misery. So I assume that this is bit, that he's behind this in some capacity. But uh, beyond that, like I thought it was a really effective issue, just in the slow build up. But it, it it almost works even better when you knew something bad was going to happen to him. Because as soon as you yep. see KGB arrive at the airport, and it's like the the the, the, ep- the the issue is just building from scene to scene of him like staking out the place and setting up and getting his gun ready, and then you mix that with the, you've you've got this like worry in your stomach the entire time. The entire issue, you're, you're reading yep. all these quippy moments between Dick and Batman, and you're like, oh no, this is just going to end in, in blood. This is going to end in heartache. And you're kind of, you know, you're, well, you're dreading it the entire time. Well, and there's a pacing to it too, because all the KGB or KGB stuff is in a nine panel grid, mm-hmm. you know, uh, akin to, to Mr. Miracle. And then all the Batman and Robin or Batman and Nightwing stuff almost has this widescreen quality to it because they're double page spreads yeah uh, a little bit farther apart i like, like that there's a spacing there i, I guess yeah. what, if i'm reading into that i'd say that the nine panel grid kind of like how because mr miracle is about very you know serious you know it's about depression it's about anxiety it's about real world things and it, it's almost like by separating it in this book the kgb stuff is the real world terror of what's about to happen but the nightwing and batman stuff is ideal you know idealistic it's the it's the cinematic happiness of batman and robin it's the it's the dream it's the it's the comic book part of it if that makes sense you know it's yeah. the fantasy of batman and robin and it's about to be shattered by kgb's too as a part of the at least in comics part of the, the real gritty world of it uh so yeah, that's really effective. Uh, the art's really good. Uh, there's, there's a couple of faces here that are a little bit off, but uh, Tony Daniel is a good artist. Yeah, but yeah, that's Tony Daniel though. I feel like he's his his um, what's the word I'm looking for? The way that they're posed, he he nails Batman and Robin. Oh yeah, you know with you yeah know, that, that, that first uh, uh, that, that, the the first spread with them two running together is a is a, is a yeah. homage to an old an old panel or an old page. Yeah, well. And I really like the the one page where uh, they're gonna race to see who can hold out longer before they de- deploy the grapple. Yeah, yeah. And and Dick's already halfway down the it looks like the building, and he's head first. And and Bruce looks like he's he hesitated. You yeah. know, 
And so just the way that it's it's told in art, I think it's – I'm not a fan of Tony Daniels as a, as a writer, but as a artist – Oh yeah, much, I think he's much he's better. Up there. Yeah, much better than a writer. Uh, even just the fact that they're fighting a mummy-based villain. Uh, what was it? Yeah, uh, Phantom Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah. Phantom Pharaoh. That's uh, just a really fun idea. Um, so it must have been the last issue where he was bringing up Chum, right? Or is that in this one? Uh, no, this one. He mentioned Chum in this. Yeah, yeah, because he goes because the, they were poking fun at the Adam West series. Yeah, so you remember those times you used to call me old chum? Yeah, that's that's issue. He, he brings uh, up chum, okay. and, then, and then he's like, "I used to think you were being friendly, but then I was like, no, wait a minute, that was bait for a shark. I was the bait.' Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. I knew it. I knew it all along, Bruce. So I was yeah. I was looking for it throughout because that's one of my favorite moments, and it almost looks like Bruce is smiling mm-hmm. on that page because um, it's the one where they're running and stuff. Uh, but yeah, and he goes, "You you." He goes, well, you never would wash your uniform. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're zinging each other back and forth. And it just, again, it's it's the calm before the storm. And I just, uh, I appreciate King putting Batman through hell these last, <laughs> you know, two years. <laughs> that, that's what this is. You could almost argue that his entire run, it's, it's, ever since we found out that Bane is kind of orchestrating all this, and that he's like yeah. trying to break him essentially. It's almost like a sequel to Nightfall, where Bane's like, okay, yeah. that first time didn't work. I'm going to play the long game this time because you know because but if you go back and read Nightfall, his whole thing yeah. was that I release all the villains from Arkham so that he has to go through this gauntlet of the like night. you know of catching all of the different you know Joker, Riddler, right. whatever, right? Um, before he gets to me and he'll be so weak and broken that I can beat him easily right i'm going to mentally break him down this is the long game of like over a year of like systematically ruining his life taking away his sidekick ruining his wedding like all these different things so that he's going to be in this the worst state he's ever been in by the time that he fights me again that that you know so that's kind of cool yeah so that page that we were talking about that where holly reports to bane Mm -hmm. and there's all the villains around him i'm wondering if that wasn't as much you know theoretical as it was actual, yeah. you know, that this, he's gotten them to put aside like Joker and Riddler are no longer fighting. Cause they know they can finally destroy Batman through this. Yeah. Through still, this still, still question the presence of Gotham girl in that page, but I'm sure that'll, yeah. that'll come up at some point. We'll get, we'll get mm-hmm. more on that, but, uh, yep. but yeah, King, I, I'm already liking this run more than the Snyder run. And I know that's a little bit controversial because the, the Snyder run had some really, Really big moments that were a lot of fun, but I think when you look at the story as a whole, by the time King's done, it's going to feel like one of those. I, I, I he's feel, changed Batman completely. I feel like every four or five issues, this comes up <laughs> where you compare yeah. it to the Snyder run again. <laughs> and every time yeah. we say, no, we like King's run more by this point. Uh, it's worth mentioning, though, we're actually officially at more issues. King King's yeah. run is no longer than Snyder's run is. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the double shipping and whatnot. But I just feel too like, like when Johns changed Wally. You know, Wally was never the same after Johns mm. had had written that that long run. And I feel the same here with King. Like we're not going to be getting you know the conventional Batman. He's going to have some scars, but I also feel like he'll move on and won't be as dark. Because I feel this is with all the bad stuff happening. I feel like the moral of the story is the more Batman pushes people away so they don't get hurt the worse off he is. And like all these people, whether it's Selena or Dick or Alfred, they all choose to be around him, you Mm. know, on their own volition. 
And, and that's what it's going to come to is, is him knowing that he has this family um, regardless of whatever he does. You know, it's funny. I mean, that sounds like a forced reference here, but it reminds me yeah. of the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Because, no, I, I'm actually being kind of serious here because one of my... Uh, my analysis of that show is what, like because the idea that the Slayer is the chosen one, right? And every every time one dies, right. a new one pops up. And we always hear mm-hmm. in that show how the past Slayers always died really young, right? They did last a couple of years right. and then they'd be killed. And Buffy survives a long time. I mean, she, well, she technically dies, but she comes back. But the, the, yeah. but the idea is that she's kind of the best Slayer. She she's the better than they've, they've ever had before. And the reason right. for that. It's never said outright, but the reason for that, quite clearly from watching the show, is that unlike the past Slayers, she's not alone. She has a team, she has a family, she mm-hmm. has Xander, Willow, even Cordelia, or later Anya, and she has a team of people around right. her, not just her watcher, she has an entire support group who make her stronger. And that's something that all the previous right. Slayers didn't have. And I think, this is what talking about this is making me think of, because that, that's kind of mm-hmm. what we're getting at here, is that Batman might yep. think he's stronger alone, but he's not, and he never right. will be. Um, and that's that's an interesting story to tell. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to explore. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, King's Run has some stumbles here or there, and there's some people who just don't re- who really just Big don't time. like his style of writing. And I, I get that; yeah. that's fine. If, if you like his style of writing, then you're just kind of out, and that's yeah. fair enough. But um, yeah. I'm into it, and I'm liking what he's doing overall with it. E- even if we have the odd poison Which ivy I'm... arc that's a bit weird or whatever. Yeah, but then again, I feel like I'm gonna look back at that arc differently after Heroes in Crisis because I oh, feel maybe, that yeah. was almost the prequel. You know, because I keep hearing now, like, the seeds were sowed in there. And for all the issues we had, it didn't end the way that we thought it would. You know? So. Yeah. Um, so, so no. Uh, Batman 55. What are you giving it, Matt? So, great art. Storytelling's up there. So, this is, this is an 8.5. I think I'll one-up you just a little bit. Or half-up you yeah. and go with a, go with a 9. Uh, this was an exceptional one-issue comic book. Uh, I, I have little to oh. fault with this, uh, so no. uh, I'm super into it. Uh, but that's Batman. We'll move on to Justice League number eight. This is a James Tinney in the fourth issue, so it's Legion of Doom technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Mikel Janin on the the art, uh, as I mentioned earlier. So mm-hmm. the art's obviously fantastic. We'll <laughs> get that out of the yeah. way. Uh, yeah, it's Janin right from um, the get go. But that, that's all. That's old hat by now. Let me just say that I know that Mark Strong's playing Savannah in Shazam, but he misses calling playing Luther because oh, Janin's okay. Luther looks like Mark Strong. Like, I just, I can't not see it. So, Interesting. it's there. I can care. Yeah, I, I mean. see it, yeah. Um, so, yeah. This, this was a pretty decent issue, I thought. I, I, I thought it suffered a little bit from being clearly the issue in between issues if that makes any sense i didn't feel like this had like oh. a dramatic arc on its own to kind of like wrap up and feel like a full f- like when it ended it just kind of ended after like it's like they had a few yeah. things they had to set up and we get the, the starman kind of like backstory a little bit and how this starman came to be yeah. and how luther went and got him he went back to the past in the 80s to, to get him and that they you know the end yeah. basically they had the satellite and they were trying to like capture the energy of the totality decades before it arrived and it, it beamed down to Earth and hit Starman, or hit him, and right. so, so and behold, became Starman. Right. And we have that, we have the, the Justice League set up for them leaving, because this was the weird thing, is that I felt this one had a bit more of the Justice League than the last Legion of Doom issue did, and that it has yeah. them, okay, right, so Martian Manhunter and Batman are going off to, uh, or, or is Batman going with them? I don't think he is, actually. Regardless. Um, I'm looking, yeah. 
Man, Man Hunter's off to off to uh, get some more info uh, from from Prime, uh, Thanagar Prime. But which, by the way, Jaren's just I'm just on that that two page layout where uh, ba- mm-hmm. basically Marshall Manhunter's uh, reading the backstory from Starman, what's happened, um, and they mention that his memories is not intact beyond that point. After after Luther gets some. Right. Uh, Luther wiped his memory, so they don't it's know what. He, scrambled. Yeah, yeah, so they don't know what what he did to him. Um, but Jaren's just like, looks fantastic, as does his Legion of Doom. That that next page, that two page layout where it's Joker, Grodd, and Sinestro, um, like oh, bro. together. Look how good does that look? Yeah, it does. In in like Joker standing next to Grodd, it just it feels right. Like mm. you wouldn't normally put those guys on the same page, and just the way that they're laid out, and then. How it almost like they're the first line is how it's explained, and then there's these other little things that Luther's also put in the headquarters. But the way that they're spaced out, it almost matches their character. Yeah, like, almost the color palette. Which, which actually so, is, is really yeah. funny because the, the the whole thing is that these are four lanes of defense to get to the prisoner, who is the Batman who laughs. And I love the Joker doesn't like this he doesn't like that he's here no joker's kind of terrified by by him being here i i like as well when he when the, the batman who laughs actually laughs joker says he hates that sound yeah. and i'm like that's interesting this is this is very interesting also like i like the joker's like he's he's a bat still yeah he might yeah. be just like me but if he's in chains it's because he wanted to be in chains which to be I fair i know that from fighting him enough yeah, ba- yeah, Batman who laughs as well points that out because he, he pulls out a pin out of his tongue and he's like, "Hey, I'm still a yeah. Batman. I can still, like, I still plan for this. I can still get out of here anytime I want." He points that out, which is really cool. Like yep. as much as I'm saying I, I'm critiquing the issue for feeling like a, a collection of uh, different setup scenes that don't necessarily link together at all, because you get that scene and you get Cheetah and Black Man to who are off to uh, kill a god. Um, Cheetah. Yeah, that, that we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> but. But I also like how uneasy Grodd is, right? Oh, sure, see yeah. how scary Grodd can be. And he goes to tap into the still force just in case. In, in case something happens with the Batman who laughs, he wants it there. And so he – and what's funny too is now he has to care over this the, the turtle child, right? So the, this guy that – or this gorilla that wants to overlord over humans has to now caretake for a baby human. I think that's super interesting that yeah. Tinian threw that in there, but but yeah, uh, I normally wouldn't like this. I always hate the Bat God, but when it's done with a dark character, that like, oh no, he wants to be here, you know, like you it know, just it makes the Batman who laughs that much creepy. The other thing about Batman who laughs is is that I think on paper, if you just described him to me, and I'm pretty sure I might have thought this, but if, if we hadn't seen him, for, I think because we saw him first, I think we got an, an, an image of who he was, and that made him interesting. Yep. But if you told me on paper, oh, it's Batman and the Joker mixed together, I'd be like, oh, that's a stupid comic idea. It's just it's just cheap and like, oh, gimmicky. But he's actually really fascinating because he's a mix of those two characters and because he comes from this dark yep. This is a Batman who became this. And that's really interesting, but... Um, so you have that, but then, then you have Cheetah and Manta like, going off to kill the god, and uh, all these scenes on their own are all fantastic. They're they're all really good. They just I think the the issue as a whole feels like a collection of different things as opposed to a coherent yeah. full story. You know, if they did like a, a quarterly mini series, right? So it would instead of this being issue, what is this, eight of mm. of Justice League, and it was you know Legion of Doom two, uh, you know I think it'd feel a little bit different. I know that sounds weird. 
but because th- this does feel like a Legion of Doom issue. I I think it'd almost be worse though in a way because it like I think this will be fine in the trade because all the plot beats make sense where they are in the Justice League's overall story. I think if this was issue two of a Legion of Doom book, it'd be even more of a weird like issue that didn't really have a, its own beginning. Well, because you can't, end. yeah, because you can't read it by itself. I just mean that in the way like they are working as a team, yeah. right? Because you've got the three that are staying back with Luther, and then Manta and Cheetah are doing their mission. Oh sure, you know, yeah. In the same way that in the way that we saw, you know, Hot Girl and Batman taking care of their mission in Superman and Manhunter, you know, for all those issues. But um, let's talk about Cheetah real quick because she has the was a tear of extinction, the on on her claws now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and so they they go to this lighthouse where this old man is, um, and we get to see some really cool Black Manta stuff. And to me, Black Manta is a, a character that's difficult to make look cool because of the big helmet, right? Oh, he looks great but here. Janin, yeah. Yeah, Janin kills it. Uh, he's properly like like menacing. Uh, and he's got that big fillet knife too, just constantly. Well, he's got the two of them. But so they, they track down this this lighthouse, and I'm thinking, what what's with this old man? And then you see uh, Cheetah strike him down and cut out his throat, basically. And it looks like there's some magic going on, and you find out that this was Poseidon. Yeah. And that the gods are on Earth, which kind of goes against what we've learned about them in, in Rucka's Wonder Woman stuff which I really enjoy, so I don't want to see that get thrown out, but it, so I'm trying to make it fit. You could argue it's like, just something's changed, maybe because of the totality, maybe because yeah. of something else. Something's right. changed and they've came down. Uh, oh. What I like about this stuff, though, is that they're, they're basically saying to each other, yeah, they're, they're kind of ready not to trust Luther at any point. Like, given this is a team of villains, there's no there's no honour amongst them. It's more just like, no, no, our goals align for now, but the, 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 the second that Luther's not, not like of any use like Mantle just go on his own you know and Cheetah of course yeah. is doing this because she's excited that this what this is going to this is this is sending Wonder Woman a message I you know I assume in the next yeah. couple of issues Wonder Woman's going to find out about this and it's going to be a whole a whole thing um but no nah, it's, it's the arts just I mean Cheetah and Mantle in this look great I mean <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's such a good looking issue uh you know yeah um but yeah so this this last scene with with Batman who laughs um where he basically says oh this is why you never win this is why you never beat superman um be- because you don't um where is it where's the exact phrase he uses well it's the chip on his shoulder is yeah. you, you, that you, um yeah yeah you you you, you yeah. have to surrender to something bigger than yourself and you yeah. never actually do it because nothing's bigger than luther and once you realize that yeah you're just a piece of this and you're not the whole thing that's when you'll win um yeah which luther still he has a look on his face he's like well this crazy man doesn't know what he's talking about because i'm luther god damn it um but as people and, who have talked about lex luther a lot this makes a lot of sense to us <laughs> yeah no it does and so basically saying that the the reasons that he has to find them in that order is because they're they're pieces of of her yes her. And luther's like she's confused who's her and um, we, get, we get a name. We get uh, for, uh, Perpetua. Perpetua, yep. Yeah. And it says, if you look closely, her name is written in every corner of the universe. Her history whispered in secret for all of time. If you unlock the seven powers she once wielded, you will unlock her. 
Uh, and then it, it, you know, Lex, of course, is like, well, who's, oh, Matt, who is she? Matt, your mic, your mic's going. Brainiac's infecting. Um, but yeah, so, so, so the, little, yeah. the little ending of the book is the uh, is the reveal that the, the totality they've got, the core that they got from yeah. inside the totality from the, the previous yeah. arc. Uh, we see a shape of a woman inside that. And again, keep in mind, this is small. This is like, you know, I don't know, a foot yeah. squared, maybe? A foot cubed? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it looks like it looks like a. Ah, but, you go to ah, the museum. But, Jesus Christ, you're so loud. I don't know why it does that. It, the auto, the auto just turns off. <laughs> I just, my computer's going rogue. It's, there's probably a piece of Brainiac or the totality in there. I don't know. Um, but no, it looks like a museum exhibit cube. Like if you ever go to a museum, and you see something in the small. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, but but Batman who laughs all said it's not just who it's where. Uh, and that's where we get the same with Batman and Manhunter, and she's in that cube, um, just kind of hiding out. So, so we'll see. It kind of reminded me of the the girl from New Fifty Two. Uh, what was her name? Oh, Pandora. Pandora, yeah, yeah. yeah. She who yeah, appeared yeah. in all the background in the first issues. Yeah. But this, this, you know, since it's not so over the top, like, I like this concept, you know, because it, it plays with mythology and whatnot. So, yeah. Uh, well, let's hope it works out better than Pandora, because Pandora was really exciting for a little bit, and then it just turned out to kind of be a bit of a, a whimper. Like it wasn't really that big a deal. Yeah. Uh, no. But no, nah, I mean that's it's interesting. It's interesting where because it's right. It's on that very page that that Batman's saying to John, "Hey, don't try to personify a, a cosmic entity." But we're, we've just been yeah. told that it's a her, and then we can see like a figure. So there is a personification yeah. of this thing. There, there is like a person. Well, maybe person's not the right word, mm-hmm. but there's there's a being behind this thing. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that maps out. Uh, no, like I said, everything in it I think is really good. Um, I just I, I just when I got to the end of the book, I kind of felt like oh that was a weird collection of like scenes that are just setting up stuff coming up. But all the scenes yeah. in and of themselves were all really good, and it all looks fantastic. So mm-hmm. I can't really complain that much. But no, you know, so so no, I liked it a whole lot. Again, like I like seeing the Legion, and I like Luther. As you know, he's just a character I enjoy. So whether he's a hero or a villain. Like the way that both Tinian and Snyder are writing him, it, it really hits the spot. Yeah. Uh, so what are you writing up? What are we giving it? Oh, this is a nine. This, this is where I go Oof. a little bit hard. Yeah, um, it, it's the art and the story. Like I say, I, 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 I just it feels like a bit of an in between issue as opposed to being like a prominent thing on its own. So I'm going to go with an eight. But like I say, everything in it's great. It looks fantastic. I, yeah. You know, um, it, it's it's this is more of a critique of. Uh, just the, the serialized story, storytelling means that some some parts of the story can't be as uh, uh, prominent or as eventful as other parts. But that's just kind of storytelling, yeah. I guess. But hey ho, uh, that's Justice League. But we're swinging back over to Tom King because we're going to talk about mm-hmm. Mr. Miracle number eleven. Uh, obviously, Mitch Gerrards on the art as well. Sorry, Gerrards. I should say Gerrards. We know it's a hard G Gerrards. now. Gerrards. Mitch yeah. Gerrards. But yeah, so this is the penultimate issue. Mr. Miracle, a book mm-hmm. that's now been going for just over a year. It started in, I think, August last year. Yeah. And obviously, it should have been finished in uh, July, but obviously, there's been some delays here or there because Gareth. Well, that's okay. Yeah. George, funny actually, Gareth, when he started working on this, his wife wouldn't have been pregnant yet, but he ended up having a kid. No. Actually, yeah. no, it was a few months ago. Maybe she was. She pregnant. was pregnant. Yeah. You know, his kid was still gestating. But, like. What I'm saying is the majority of that nine months of pregnancy would have been while he was working on this book. <laughs> and then he, then he had the kid and then all of a sudden the schedule started to slip back 
understandably so. This is not criticizing. I'm just I'm just pointing yeah. out the the timeline here being kind of funny. But uh, so so they they agreed to give to give the baby little little Jakey to to dark side, yeah. but they're going to try and kill him. And a lot of the issue is them standing there in the throne room with dark side and pretending to hand over Jakey. There's some humor, of course, is like the guy, you know, the Dark Sage Lord is like, "You're lying! You're going to try and kill the Lord," and he's like, "What? Yeah, with my with my escaping, yeah, I'm going to escape him to death." And they kind of convince him with how ridiculous a notion that is, and yeah. you know, and they're not wrong though. Not, they're like, not. They're, so, they're completely uh, right. Can I just talk about uh, Dark Side eating a veggie tray? And dipping the carrot in a ranch, I, well, and just how I, I think so real it is. I want to add on to that. What really makes it is that the previous page ends with Mister Merkel saying, "Don't underestimate the power of a veggie tree." And then you turn yep. the page, and Dark Side's looking down at it, and he's like, "Yeah, all right, <laughs> I'll have yeah. one." Uh, just and the whole scene that leads up to that is them getting everyone ready because uh, they're gonna go, and then. Again, how this this smashes up real life with superhero and and cosmic gods when Bart is like, I left my effing mother box. <laughs> Almost like when someone like when you leave your phone behind, like you get out the door, you do the, and you're like, oh man, I left my cell phone. I gotta go freaking mm-hmm. back and get it. You know, I just, it, it, oh man, they, this team works together so well. Oh, they absolutely do. Um, and the whole thing's a standoff, and I love that you have obviously the nine panel grids here, but. For a lot of the, the, the early stuff in this book, where Darkseid's sitting on his throne, he actually takes up three yep. panels. Oh, the, the split's yep. still there, but it's like, like he's so big he needs three panels. But Miracle yep. and Barda are in one little panel in the middle, and the two panels in the sides are their, their sections. Because th- think mm-hmm. of the, the nine panels here in the first half of this book, when they get to the throne room, is being in three rows, right? And right. each row is either either Darkseid or you know the Barda and Miracle panels. And, and their panels... They have two empty panels at the sides that are just more of the room, showing how small they mm-hmm. are in the frame. Whereas Darkseid takes up all three panels, and he's like this huge, larger-than-life figure. Oh. He's foreboding, if you will. Uh, so that's a couple of pages there until it gets into more stuff, and he's taking the baby. Oh. Darkseid rips out his own freaking eye because he's like, "Okay, well, we we need the anti-life equation," and he's like, "Well, it's knowledge. I can't yeah. not know it, but I can only use it if I've got my eyes for my beams. So here, yeah. have have an eye." Also, the way that King describes the anti-life equation is perfect now, because now I actually have a, an exact, you know, h- how to understand it, where it's basically, you, it's not death, right, because it's anti-life, mm-hmm. so it basically just takes away your self-control, like you're you're beholden to someone else now, mm. and if that's not a, a you know, or, or something else, not just someone, and if that's not an analogy for depression, I don't know what is. Because you're not dead, but you don't feel fully alive. And, you know, the whole dark side is, he's the one that does it all. But it's subtle at the same time. Yeah. Unless you're looking for this, you know, it's not there. So, but yeah, much like Odin, he rips out his own eye. Yeah. Also, Uh, Barda squishes it in her hand. She just goes, Yeah. Yep. There's gold. Uh, really touching stuff is Miracle's talk saying goodbye to his son. Of course, there's the moment where he's like, I've got her, or I've got him. And she's like, good. Mm-hmm. And she picks up the the, 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 the buggy, and they've got the, yep. the weapon, 
which is formed from energy they took during the one of the last crisis. <laughs> yep. Which during a crisis a while back, because I'm wondering if it was Final Crisis, because they bring up the Miracle yeah. Machine. Yeah. And if I remember my Final Crisis, I wish James was here because he loves that story more than anybody I know. Mm-hmm. Um, that the Miracle Machine is what Superman was able to resurrect on that that planet with lost IP or wherever he was, like in Limbo. Yeah. The Superman Beyond issue. Um, and yeah, so it's powered with that and nothing can stop it. And they've tried, Barda says. Nothing stops it. So in other words, um, there is no escape. So, yeah. uh, but so she, good. But he managed to resist it and he comes up and punches her. And that's when we get the one yeah. dark side of this panel. And then he says, yep. yes, I am. Now, of course, it works in context of the scene because it, she calls him a bastard first and he says, yes, I am yeah. to that. But it works so well because it says, dark side is, and he's like, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so perfect to finally get this. It's, it's so weird to just cut to dark side in this book because the one, the one image we've had of him up until now was that weird image when Orion was killed. You know, that weird, like, yep. foreboding negative space kind of image. Uh, but th- yep. then we get this, this fight where... I love the, the nine panel of the grid where Scott's on the ground and at the bottom of the, the page, the three panels, the shadow of Darkseid just gradually yeah. comes over him. It's so good. Uh, but it turns out they had the hidden weapon, the dagger, in the veggie tree. This whole time, the veggie tree was the secret weapon. Never, never underestimate the power of a veggie tree. <laughs> it's the Farin knife, which was made out of Orion, who, as legend says, is the only thing that could ever kill Darkseid. So he stabs him in his eye. Right? And so the prophecy still goes. Yeah, and the, uh, the, the win. And I love how, we get, again, we come back to the family thing where Barda's like, hey, what what was all that, that mother effering in front of Jakey? And she's like, what you said, you, you swore as well. And they just kind of have this bickering right. about swearing in front of the kid. And that's when... Well, every- she goes... Yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, where's the line? She said, what happened to escape this? And he's like, oh, I was in the moment. Mm-hmm. And he went straight to the FU, uh, which I thought that was pretty great. But, uh, and he goes, his first word's gonna, going to be the F word. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's a whole running joke where uh, when the when, when Jake grabs Darkseid by the nose and he says, na, 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 na. And Scott's like, yeah, that, that's his word for nose. And then they argue over, he's like, well, that's just gibberish. And he calls something else something close to it and stuff. So yeah. I like that Scott's like, well, here he has first words. Like, don't worry about that. But this, uh, this, this is when the book goes wacky. This is when it introduces something yeah, else yep. completely out of the blue. Um, obviously, this entire face-off with Darkseid is really fulfilling. It's really it's really well drawn. It's it's really well plotted. And the, the pacing of the, the, the encounter, the, the conflict, that ultimately they win. And it feels usually there's a big relief and you feel happy. And then Metron shows up yep yeah we get we get the video effect as well just before he shows up because uh, the guy in the cloak that was working for dark side sits down the video effect it's... happens he pulls the hood back and it's metron and well it's not so much a video effect as it is a digital effect where we're it's something's like buffering you know what i mean like it, it's it to me it didn't look like the same like tracking you do on a vhs it was a little bit more advanced. Well, it's interesting. That's interesting. I, I was I was about to say what you're talking about, and then I'm looking at. It, I'm like, you're right. It looks a little yeah. bit different to the effect that we've had up until this point. 
Um, I yeah. don't I don't know what to read into that though specifically, but I don't either. Well, it's still a disturbance of some kind. I yeah. still think we read it because that's how I read it. Still, but it's still but, but it's different. I, yeah, I don't know if it's because it's Metron and it's not something else. You know, like I don't know. But yeah, but we've been using that to mean something the entire time. I don't I don't think it being Metron changes that specifically. I feel like it's more about the, the nature of what's affecting it rather yeah, than yeah, yeah. the fact that it's Metron. Um but he's basically he basically says, Oh, you you've challenged the unchallenged, you've faced the ultimate fear of the death and you you've 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 you're going to take your final bow. And he says, Uh you're not where you are you should be scot free. And then you turn the page, and for the first time, I believe, in the entire book, since the opening pages of the f- first issue, yep. we get something that's not an in-panel grid. We get a we get a two-page spread, and it's a two-page spread of the DCU. It's you know, it's it's current Flash, Superman, Wally West, Barda, Orion's there, uh, bunch of Supergirl. Thing looking like Alan Moore, Nightwing. Yeah, um, it, it, it's, it's very much the current present day DCU. Yep. This this is what these characters you got, are. You got John and Streaky, but, but if if you look closer, you have Jack Knight with the cosmic staff, right? He's he's right above Supergirl. Okay, um, sure, yeah. There's 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 Firestorm. Uh, I'm trying to see who else. Is up. You have Wallace West right next to Barda. Yeah, so, so the point uh, being, it's, it's it's current DCU. Yeah. This is everyone, and then yep. some, of the current DCU. Which then implies that that's not where we've been all this time. Nope. That's what that means. And it's funny, because since the start of the book, uh, every so often it's like, well, Darkseid or whatever showing up in Green Lantern Corps. What's going on? Is this, right. Does this line up? What's happening? What about Wonder Woman with yeah. Darkseid Baby? What's happening? And ultimately, like the, the obvious fear here is that this is just out of continuity, um, and it seems like it's not out of continuity per se in the sense that it's actually just out of continuity but it, it's the obvious way to read this I think and it might be more deeper than this but it feels like to me that Metron's either had him in a place separately to learn a lesson or he this is where he's been the entire time like like my guess and maybe this is too obvious my guess would be that when he tried to commit suicide at the start of the, the, the book this is where this has just been kind of either Otherwise, he's just in his head. But this right. this world that he's been in for the last twelve issues since he committed suicide or tried to commit suicide mm-hmm. is this world where he is learning to live again. He's learned to deal with his with his fears and his and what he's going through, which is no. kind of a shame because it means we're losing the kid. It means we're losing the fact that he had had he had a kid with Barda and stuff. But it's it means that when we get Mister Miracle back in the main DCU everything that happened was important and that it's informed who he's become. Like, he's changed mm-hmm. because of this experience. So, so, so the way that I read this was, so, it's always been the fourth world, right? And if I know my Kirby well, and so if I don't, people, cor- correct me, is that Earth was meant to be the fifth world and the superheroes. That was what would bring mm. the fifth world around. And that in order for the cycle to close, Darkseid had to be defeated. And so here... The fourth world cycle is completed, and now whatever's going on in Rebirth, that's the new cycle. So it's almost like this is the last story before Rebirth, if you will, at least for the new gods. Um, how that all fits in, because you see Araya and Bard, Barda and Light Ray in that image, whatever that's supposed to mean, I'm not too sure. 
But I, I think that's what it says, yeah. says to me that it's not been the real DCU or not the same DCU right. up until this point. But clearly, right. of course, they reference Batman a ton. He's got all those T-shirts. Clearly, right. they know who all these characters are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've not... Which is why I think like he's been somewhere else since since he tried to commit suicide. Yeah. That, that's my, so, that's my al- guess. Almost like on Lost. So spoilers for Lost, which is, you know, eight years old at this point. It's been... It's been off for longer than that, then, right? Oh, when did that show end? It ended in twenty ten. So yeah, it finished eight years okay. ago. Almost. So so this is almost like maybe he was in a sideways, where this was all these things personified, uh, that that he was mm. aware of, you know, and that's that's what that drinking scene was about with the blue and the gold and the red and the yellow and, you know what I mean? Like that was Ted and and um, uh, Booster, but just different, you know. Like, yeah. were his... Yeah. Well, I mean, to put it simply, when you mention Orion being there, it's just it's simple. Orion's not dead. He didn't really die. That, right. didn't, that didn't happen. Right. At least not... Unless this is an alternate world, in which case, okay, it happened in this world. But I'm not sure it is an alternate world. I, I feel like it might actually yeah. be... I mean, it could be. It could be what you said about the you know, fourth world, fifth world. Yeah. It could be all that stuff. Or it could be simply... This is a place that he's went to when he tried to kill himself, and Metron's here yeah. to retrieve him. Uh, maybe Metron put him here in the first place. Maybe this is a place of Scott's right. recreation. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like whatever King's about to do in the final issue next month, it's going to recontextualize the entire the entire story, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Yeah, which is weird because this almost feels like the end because they triumph, right? Yeah. So so next is what's that called in the movie? The Denouement, right? Where it's like the the after the climax, right? Yeah. So this was the climax, and this is all the fallout from it. Is in the issue twelve, um, which is cool. But yeah, remember when I wasn't going to read this? Ah, because you're a like, fool. The first and had, issue, and we had to talk yeah. you into it. Yeah, and and now I'm glad that I have. Like it's, I can't wait till it's released in a hardcover, so I can just pick it up and, you know, because this this feels like one of those all time stories. Oh, absolutely! You know? Yeah, this is one of those things that's going to be on a shelf next to your Long Halloween and your Dark Knight Returns and mm-hmm. your your Birthright. These just standalone twelve-issue yep. stories that's just going to stand the yep. test of time. Um, now, it was a great issue as per usual. The entire story's been fantastic, but uh, I feel like this ending's leading to a final issue that's going to recontextualize what all this has meant and how it's been him mm-hmm. working through his his issues essentially um so we'll we'll see we'll see how that is but uh really freaking good uh basically yeah because i i think that's the thing is i think the first like two thirds of the book which are just the conflict with dark side i think they really work in just the sense of no this is the conclusion to the conflict we've had the entire book yep. and it has the, the the drama and the suspense of the actual tension of the moment but then this final moment this ending kind of says hey this actually does connect to the rest of the DCU in some small way, and we're going to explore how that is in the next issue. And uh, the, the the only fear is that it's going to feel a, it could in a, in lesser hands it could feel cheap that it you know it was all a dream I guess I suppose uh, yeah what it could end up being but I know I, I want to give King and and Gerard's credit that they're not going to make it all a dream like there will be stakes going forward because it's. They turn Mr. Miracle into a character that I do really care about. Like, if, mm-hmm. in any form, if this version can exist, you know, like, I'd like to see more of him. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it wraps up next month. But that that is uh, that is number eleven. What are you rating them at? Oh, nine point five. Oof. Yeah. 
Um, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. 9.5. Yep. So it's a stonker. Really good issue. So it's a stonker of an issue. I was full of dread the whole time because I remember at the end of the last issue they said, no, we're going to kill Darkseid. But no. I didn't know if that's if the plan wasn't going to go on. Like, you know, Darkseid's always like, well, no. Say, I knew you were going to do this, so I have my own plans in order. And I thought, oh, no, he's going to lose because Darkseid is. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then when he pulls the knife out of the veggie tray, uh, I was reading this at work and I fist pumped. Because, so, I mean, I, I like, but yeah. we, we've been saying the whole time how Darkseid is, is, is more a, a representation of the ever present feeling and the, the, mm-hmm. the, the anxiety and oh. the depression that he has. So, oh. arguably, if he's worked through his issues, then the Darkseid in this world should be dead because he's gotten over that. Right. He's, 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 right. he's, he's, you know, he's, he's fought that and he's, mm-hmm. he's defeated it. Therefore, Darkseid no longer is. So, right. so Darkseid yeah. was. Darkseid was. But he isn't. So. Uh, that'll take us on to Green Lantern's issue 55 Dan Juggins writing Mike Perkins on the art uh, I was happy to see Mike Perkins back he, he did the first couple issues of this yeah. arc uh, I, I really yeah. liked that art and I, I liked it again here uh, this was the, the Hank Henshaw finally showing up and placed you know to actually meet Eon and his army and say hey uh, we're going to take over the core and we're going to fight everything and we're going to do that <laughs> Matt, so you look, up and you look, down you look yeah. upset <laughs> <laughs> I am because I get so excited when things happen and these turns and I enjoyed the last issue, but here's well, just you didn't. Hinge... You hated no, the last I issue. No, I hated the ones before that. The last no, one no, 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 with, no, uh... no, 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 you're skipping yeah. one, Matt. You hated the last one. The no, Simon I... Baz with all the, all the exposition where Henshaw was oh, telling him his plan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is more of that. This is more of him Jeez. monologuing. Yeah. Sure, what, Matt, see, see if I let you away with that. That would have been... Uh, diabolical yeah. because you've already seesawed with your opinion on this arc since the start yeah. of this we've had debates on this in the past well, so and, and that's my point that i feel like <laughs> jurgens is so up and down and i got excited when it cyborg superman because i like when he's the a green lantern villain because it, it fits and then just here with oh man i was gonna say this was not a good issue at least for me um, um, I think it was ter- I thought it was better than the last issue because it wasn't just him saying his plan for the last two thirds of it. Yeah. So I'll give it that, yeah. and I like the art more. Um, anyway, it was more Jess focused uh, in places, which I obviously yeah. appreciate. Um, and I, I like the stuff with Mogo, like you know the, with the you know the, the the weather being uncontrolled and them waging through the snowstorm. Like I'm I'm killing some of these ideas. Uh, when they actually show up though, the villains and they have to fight, and Eon like splits into like seven to fight them all. I'm just kind of like, eh, yeah. whatever. Because <laughs> uh, then it becomes Hank Henshaw again explaining to the Guardians how he's like defeating them and how he's been inside the battery yep. all this time and and so on. Once it got to him explaining stuff again, it was kind of losing me uh, once more. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's basically the issue. Uh, Henshaw at the end like, oh, I've defeated all the Guardians, you know, uh, all it has ever been and ever will be is mine. ha 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 Yeah, the, the one like, so the key, not the key moment, the best moment in this for me is that one page with the the lanterns wading through the snow. Yeah. And Jess is is in the the forefront. There, she looks great. Yeah, it's like, a great page. Yeah. Yeah, looks great. Um, and even right before that, when she's on the new planet with the the Penelope guys, like they're they're almost hugging her, and she has that smile on her face on the the bottom panel. Yeah. You know. Like that, that that's all good, but just like the stuff with the Ravagers and Eon and Cyborg Saberman, I'm just like, 
Oh man, this is this is like a four issue story being put into six issues, you know. Which is something so... that pops up a lot, and I wonder if I, I'm not even sure why they had to. If if they did stretch it out, and I'm not sure they did, it may just be a mistake, and you know, just, yeah. just it may just be a writer's error that he's pacing out too much. Um, but I wonder, like, if it was stretched out, like, why did they want to go up to at the end of October because they they wanted to make sure the Green Lantern book yeah. went up till then, so that when you know Morrison's book started in November, it would mm-hmm. be you know not much of a gap. I don't know. Right there. Uh, yeah. but. Um, it's frustrating because I, I really liked the first couple of issues of this arc and I liked the Henshaw reveal and then the last issue went really downhill once once it became exposition town you know monologue exposition at that and then this issue I felt it went back and forth within itself but it, whenever it was the Lanterns just trying to deal with the crisis and try to figure out what was going on I liked mm-hmm. that stuff whenever it was Cyborg Superman monologuing or the, or the Ravagers I was like, oh god, this is painful. So it's been really back and forth yeah. this arc. Um, yeah. Jur- Jurgens is one of those writers where he can be really solid, and mm-hmm. he, he often is very good. But he's not someone who's a sure bet. Uh, always, you know, not not by a long no. shot. Um, he 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 can be really solid. It's kind of like James Robinson in a lot of ways. Like where James Robinson, when he's nailing it, he can be really good, and people love it. I've not read his Starman yeah. run, but people swear by that book. And I, yeah. I, I don't doubt it. Uh, but obviously, sometimes you hand on Wonder Woman's brother, and you get that run. No. Yeah, but, he tried. I'll give him credit for trying. But, but I feel like Jurgens is kind of in a similar boat where, you know, his action comics yeah. run from Rebirth um, had some great ups, right? It had. Uh, I loved that mm-hmm. that arc where um, it was the, the team of Superman villains, and the entire Superman family had to like help fight them, and like yeah. like that had some great highs, but it also had some other rough places. Like, one of the last arcs of the book was that Lois like on her own and try to save her father from the, the military or whatever, and it was like, yeah, and it was it was really rough, and he has his ups and downs. Uh, overall, I like that run a lot, but it, it definitely had its weak, oh, me too. weak spots. Um, uh, and it was. And it never really had the heights of, say, the earlier Superman run from Tomasi and, and so on. But No. It was consistent, though, across the board. Well, know? no, it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. It had its ups and downs. Well, what I'm saying, it was... Yeah, well, the ups and downs, but for me, the Action Comics run, there was more hits than misses. So that's what I mean. It was consistent. It was never, like, the best book of my sure, week. Sure, yeah. But it was, it was always somewhere in the middle, whereas I feel like his Lantern stuff now has, has been consistently near the bottom for me and he seems to get jessica like and that's good it does yeah you know you don't want to lose her it's way, um, way more hot and cold for me though because i i really like the first right. couple of issues then it dived then it got better for a little bit then it dived and this issue was just back and forth between my two extremes uh so ultimately it's not one that i'd recommend i don't think in the end because it's it's been far yeah. too back and forth but uh we, we got i think one or two issues left uh because we we have uh, I think two issues in October, and then that's the book done. So we'll see how it ends. We'll see how it wraps up. Um, but hey, it's, it's a shame it's such a weird ending for for uh, Green Lanterns because outside of that first arc, this has been a really great series uh, since you know about issue seven ish. Yeah, in the in the grand scheme of things, though, I do like how he brought back the Phantom Ring because I have the feeling yeah. that they're going to destroy it by the end. So it's not going to be one of these things that's floating around. Like you know, Humphreys created it, or yeah, it was Humphreys. Yeah, Humphreys. Yeah, the Phantom Ring, and, and then so that'll it'll be done by the time this the series ends. I think. And don't get me so, wrong, like f- f- cool. fifty-eight issues or whatever it is by the time it's done, um, is a really <laughs> solid run these days for a comic book. 
So it's it's not yeah. bad by any means. Um, I'm a little bit upset that I'm not getting any kind of. I mean, we're getting Jess and Odyssey, of course, come Justice League Odyssey, yeah. but there's no regular Jess Green Lantern book, and I hope that's corrected <laughs> sometime yeah. early next I, year. I I am excited for her and Starfire in the same book. So yeah, yeah, that can work. That can work. Um, maybe she'll bring up the fact that she wanted dick on the uh, on the dating app, like uh, Nightwing. You know, the ladies love right. Nightwing. Uh, and of course, Corey has a history with Nightwing, so because there could be stuff there to explore for some humor. Yeah, it could be. But hey, yeah. So unfortunately, it's a muddy issue overall. Um, but hey, yeah. so what are you giving it? What are you rating Green Lanterns? Uh, this is a four point five for me. That one page really does the majority <laughs> of that four. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing ever. I've definitely read, like, more painful yeah. books. It was an easy enough read. Like, I can't fault it too much. So, yeah. It wasn't Orlando's JLA. Let's put it that way. Sure, yeah. There yeah. you go. Uh, I will go with... Yeah, 4.5 sounds good. Mm-hmm. 5, 4.55. That rain, yeah. yeah. I'll go with the... Yeah, I'll go, go, go with the 5. Mediocre overall. Mediocre. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so. There you go. Uh, so that'll take us on to Nightwing issue 49, Benjamin Percy writing. Uh, the same artist as last time that I can't even begin to pronounce. Uh, Amanke Nahulpin. Uh, I apologize for the butchering that, that, that I just I just did to your name. Uh, but, well, it sounded yeah. like you had a stroke mid-sentence. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> stroke of dick, yes. Uh, so... Uh-huh. That this um is the second part of this 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 wacky races um in this you know Isle of Harm in Ireland, uh where we left off last time with Silencer in hot pursuit. Uh, they're in the race. Professor Pig's there, um Flamingo's there. Got your wacky characters, and I loved that there was more of that stuff where Pig was like, yep. I, I always it says, "Oh, Nightham will be my best creation yet." That I I cracked up at that line. It's it's always about Nightwing's butt. Like Always. he says, he's gonna flip his pelvis, so he has to walk backwards to go forwards, and then I'm gonna take his his cheeks. eyes and put them. What was it? Was it gonna yeah. put his butt cheeks on his face? So your butt cheeks are great, yeah. but I'm gonna put them on your face. I believe that was a a sentiment in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah, reverse his pelvis, and so he has to walk backward to walk forward. His kidneys will take the place of his eyes, and his eyes will peek out from slits behind his knees. You can tell that Percy was just having a fun time right now. Oh yeah, he's having a blast. Like, and everything, everything with Silencer as well, I, I really like. I like that she's like, no, I'm here to save you. Like uh, Leviathan's after you, and I'm trying to take them down. So I'm, I'm using you as bait to get which, the assassin. Which I like that that plays into the history with, uh, with, with Grayson. Yeah. And Spiral and and, and all that, because it would make sense that they'd want to get this foreign agent but it all you know it also lines up completely with her book and what she's doing with the with yep. uh, talia and leviathan and um but you know dick's like hey don't play by their rules don't just kill everyone involved right. uh, also i had a lot of fun when she says i'm the silencer and he's like yeah what you like silent movies you do this you do... and she just snaps her finger she does the thing and he's in a bubble and she fires a gun and everything and he's just like uh-huh and it's just like you know, a couple of silent panels and then she like you know does the shush and like everything comes back he's like ah i get it and he's like hey can i hire you and then in the narration oh i'd hire to follow around damien all over the planet the world would thank me for <laughs> yep <sighs> oh that really made me laugh i also like that scene in the bar that i completely missed last time mm-hmm. um i like how she was aiming through him so that poor spider face guy just yeah. happened to be you know collateral damage but 
But yeah, you can kind of tell that he was setting stuff up here. And it's kind of a shame that we're not going to get the rest of it. Oh, yeah. You know, by far, that is the worst thing about this issue, is that I love it. And it kind of hurts knowing that we've got one left with Percy, and then it's that's the the run done. It was one arc, essentially, or two arcs. um, And then that's it done. And that's a real shame, because I want more of this Percy run. I really do. Um, I've loved it the most by far out of everyone on the show, but I, I think these last two issues have been have been really great and really diving into the fun stuff that I think Dick really lends himself to. Um, everything about jumping from bike to bike, uh, you know, Pig having a flying bike, Flamingo, you know, being knocked off and all the rest of it. <laughs> Him throwing Dollatrons at them, like yeah that's his weapon is he's just throwing them out well, like when i said it was like wacky races with like you know uh dick racing characters i wasn't kidding it really is no <laughs> um even a little bit of mario yeah. kart in there with the the weird you know race you know the, the race track and stuff and eventually yeah. obviously he wins the race silencer helps him win and the he meets the 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 celtic god or whatever I, i'm not even trying to say his name connor's not here he, he, yeah he... i'm looking this up right now it looks like it's Ah, uh, there's no. I'm looking for the pronunciation. Kemal Kinnis. Uh, yeah, Kiel McKinnis. Kiel McKinnis. But he's basically he's the god of paths, you know, a lot like yeah. uh, there's Roman gods like that. So I like that, and he lives in like this nexus, and he really can't get involved. But he's like, you got to ask me the right question. Yeah, uh, and, and you feel he, like he gives Dick three three tries, you know. Like, and, he, and he's basically like, okay, can you stall for him? And he's like, that's the right question. He's like, I'll let them think they've hacked into me. Well, you can go and try and save the day. Uh, so yeah. that's basically how we end. What's funny is that is the next time at the bottom of the last page says, "Oh, Nightwing returns to Gotham in Batman Fifty Five and get the fallout of that in 50. But what I think is weird is no, we have to have the end of this story though, right? Where he goes to save his friends yeah. first. So. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But um, so it seems like the the initial kind of like Dick's, you know, been been shot as might might be in Nightwing issue fifty. Because mm-hmm. keep in mind, Nightwing issue fifty is going to be oversized as well. So we're getting a big right. oversized issue from Percy. Uh, but that'll be the last one. So I hope I hope he has some kind of like farewell feeling to it, even though it's kind of an unplanned last issue. Yeah. Hopefully he can he can swing that. I think. But. No, nah, that is the the worst thing about this issue is that knowing that we're going to lose Percy in another issue's time, and then Liddell's on the book. That is by far the worst thing about it. Yeah. Uh, I love yeah. this wacky races two parter. Loved it. So there you go. Yeah, art was pretty pretty solid. Too. Yeah, art's good yeah. as well. Uh, I will art, say art good. the variant is atrocious. It's got that. Uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, GRGR, but it looks very GRGR. His Nightwing's face is yeah. is a, an abomination to all mankind. I, th- I think it's Chris Mooneyham. Um, let me check. Sounds sounds about right. Oh, no, nice. no, it was yeah, it was GRGR. Was it? Oh, it's actually GRGR. Oh, okay, yeah. in that case, I retract my statement. It is, it is just GRGR, and he yeah. has atrocious faces. <laughs> yeah, but we, you know, thinking that it was Mooneyham, it's. My name's very JRJR, so he's better than JRJR, though. Yeah, true. He's he's the lesser evil, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. All right, what, what you give? We give a Nightwing forty nine, Matt. Um, this is a pretty solid. I give it a seven point five. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, eight point five for me. I I, yeah, I was really into this wacky races two par. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm loving it. <laughs> big big Mac, big Max and Nightwing forty nine. I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm not actually a Big Mac guy. I just said that because it's the most famous McDonald burger. 
Yeah. More more of a quarter pounder man myself. If I'm if I'm. Yeah, like... no, I say I like Big Macs. They're, they're pretty delicious. That'll take us on to Aquaman number 40, Dan Abnett writing Joe Bennett on the art. I've got a confession to make here. You didn't read it? No, I, I did. I did read it. I okay. I, I, I read okay. it. Uh, but when I went to... This is the last thing I read. I went to read it about 20 minutes before we were coming out to record. I, I left this mm-hmm. to kind of last minute. And I looked at the cover and went, shit, I was supposed to read the Suicide Squad from last week so that I could oh. understand this. I didn't have time for that, so I read this on its own, despite having not read the previous Suicide Squad. To be honest, though, for the most part, it, it made enough sense. I, I didn't feel like I was I was that lost. You didn't, you didn't really need yeah. it. Yeah, because obviously I read the first. Yeah. Obviously, I read the last Aquaman. I read the first Suicide Squad right. part. So I, I read three of the four parts of this crossover, um, mm-hmm. and I felt like I mostly got it. Master Jailer, of course, has his his heroic sacrifice to save Atlantis. Um, of course, just when I was getting to like a guy, I know. Going, blow he, up. he seemed okay. He seemed like an okay character. Uh, Satan yeah. Ennis, you know, he's, he's off to prison at the end. That's fine. Here's the thing. Now, I never read the last issue, but and I know Connor complained about the Harley stuff, the recap, and I was kind of okay with the recap yeah. in this, but at one point she actually says, hey, this is something that happened last issue, and then the other character goes, issue? And I'm like, yeah. That was the. I mean, I know Harley's kind of DC's Deadpool, but that felt really Deadpool to me. Very. It's it's almost as if Abnett. Almost there's no rules for writing Harley. You just do whatever you want, you know. So it, Abnett picked up on what the Suicide Squad writer was doing. Yeah, uh, it just it felt like as much as Harley is kind of like the Deadpool of DC, she doesn't outright break the fourth wall as much. At least, I mean, I don't read her solo books. Maybe she does all the time in that. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not used to her actually just outright referring to the comic as the, as the last issue kind of thing. Right. Uh, so that that, that that felt weird to me. But um, as far as the issue goes as a whole, I mean, the crossover has is, is, is been kind of just really mediocre. Yeah. 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 It feels like there's no stakes to it. Like, yeah, they might blow up Atlantis, but we kind of know that the 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 drowned what's it called? Drowned. Drowned Earth. Something. Drowned Earth is coming, so we kind of knew this wasn't going to be the. But yeah, inciting incident. Bo- both this and Justice League say next issue the countdown or the, the road to Drowned Earth begins, right. and I'm looking forward to that. I I feel like I, I don't yeah. I I can't even blame Abnett for this because Abnett's been really good in Aquaman for the last you know. Yeah. Good while. Like I think honestly his run as a whole I've really liked. I mean it was a, a little bit shaky yeah. an arc an arc here or there, but because um, even the stuff before the you know, the big issue twenty five with the the Sejic art, yeah. even before that, it was really picking up with some of the stuff before it. So um, Yeah, well the, the Aquamarine stuff, like I'm glad yeah. you had me go back and read that. That was a lot of fun. But the whole Nemo stuff with Black Manta I still Yeah, that's what I I'm hope saying. That never gets brought back up. That, that that first you know? that that second arc uh, was was kind of the weaker yeah. point of the book, but it, it kind of settled into its groove after that. Um, Definitely. That this arc though, this crossover, it feels like this is really not on Abner or even Rob Williams. It just feels like filler, a filler crossover because we mm-hmm. had two months of books to kill before we got to Drowned Earth, and then obviously uh, we get a new we're getting a new writer, a new team on Aquaman. This just kind of feels like oh, we need to churn out a couple of issues. Uh, before yep. before things change and it kind of has that feeling to it it doesn't really feel like anything of consequence happens i mean maybe the fact that it ends with mira and waller kind of like having this mutual understanding of we both have to run things mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe we'll talk again just to you know uh, uh, almost as friends just to keep the peace yeah. um that's an interesting idea and maybe they'll do something with that at some point but i don't think so yeah. 
I mean, maybe yeah, it's suicide squad. Yeah, they have a diplomatic squad. understanding. Yeah, maybe I like I like that they leave it that that way. Yeah, maybe it's a suicide squad thing going forward, but I I don't feel like the Conics run is going to be dealing with this. No, I wouldn't have thought so anyway. That's just a guess, but doesn't feel like it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, my, my, art was just kind of there. It looked fine. Um. I I thought it was kind of rough. Then. Like not not the worst ever by any means, but it, no. You know, I, I thought there was faces here or there that felt off, body kind of uh, measurements that just felt a bit off, proportion-wise. Yeah. Dolphin, Dolphin didn't look as good as she could. Yeah. I'll just put it that way. Um, I, 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 I like Killer uh, King Shark and Killer Croc fighting. Uh, I, yeah. I, I enjoy that as a, good. as a concept. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's just a thing. Uh, I, I like that Waller kind of had a plan the whole time to, like... Even though it was like, oh, she's the one who said, oh, it's just a nuke. Even she, and she lied to them. I like that the, the the plan B all along was just to give give Mira the 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 footage she needed to convict the right person to get them out of the right. the the the, uh, the political or the sort of the diplomatic kerfuffle yeah. that was going to result as a. Well, this. yeah. Had had they taken out the silent school, that would have weakened Atlantis, right? Yeah. Like, so at the end of the day, she still comes out on top, but she had someone to pin it on. You know, it was this guy who was anti-Atlantean. Yeah. You know, so she gets to keep her hands clean, even though she probably orchestrated everything, which is what you want in the wall. You know, she, she's a very complex character. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, it was just kind of, I mean, and obviously you could say, hey, maybe you don't love it as much because you missed an issue. And I did, and that's fair, but I didn't really, I, I, I wasn't surprised the first all. two issues anyway, so. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I read them all. You're You're not far <clears throat> off. Man, you're you're fine, and you'd have to read an extra issue of Suicide Squad. So yeah, so. yeah, I, I've lucked out. Uh, nothing, nothing about this made me want to go back and fill it in. So I'm yep. good. Uh, but yeah, so I, I will leave it there. There wasn't much to really add to this. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not an exciting issue. It's, crossover wasn't exciting. I'm looking forward to the Drowned Earth build up because obviously we're like joining Justice mm-hmm. League, and I'm looking forward to the Conics run. But uh, uh, so if we're rating this, then what are you yeah. throwing it? Uh. 6.5 like the, the art's super sketchy like again it's okay but not yeah you know barely passable and the story is just yeah it's kind of a whimper yeah i'm going straight five uh again um yeah. for this one so uh straight five out of ten for me uh which does take us on to the the final book of the week and it is the first of the black label books that we're covering um mm-hmm and we'll cover. We'll try most of them, if not, uh, if not all of them. I mean, admittedly, I feel like uh, Superman Year One might be like just one of those. Oh, we'll see how bad the first issue is, and then we're just going to leave it oh, at that. God, it fills me with rage. <laughs> but it fills me with rage that. Oh man. But we do have Batman Damned Issue One. Brian Azarello yeah. and Lee Bahermo on on the art. Uh, it's it's a shame that Connor's missing this week because these are yep. two that he. And it's also a constant. It's got a Constantine element in it, which also he loves. So it's a shame he's not here for and that. Zatanna. I, oh, uh, and, and yeah, and, and, a, and a different Zatanna in here as well. So obviously this is this is an Elseworld. This is this is not part of continuity. So they're, they're free to do whatever they want. Uh, the first thing I will say about this book is the art is absolutely gorgeous from start to finish. Yep. It is it is exceptionally wonderful. There's there's nothing else yeah, to describe it's... it. No, it's dark where you know where it needs to be, you know, like. But it doesn't have that overly shadowy darkness. Like no. it's just Brumio is one of these type of artists where you just know it's him from the time you you see it. 
Yeah, you know, there's there's different. Uh, uh, of course, the page sizes are different. What's what's interesting actually reading this digitally because of the ratio of the tablet, it actually fills up uh, a little bit more screen space than normal. The most comics, yep. uh, which is mm-hmm. nice, I guess. I mean, it's cool. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, even just those first pages is Batman's riding in an ambulance and it's all this glowing red light uh, from the streetlights coming in yeah. and it just looks absolutely stunning. The detail uh, and the, the colouring and the painting is, is beautiful. Uh, that that page after that where he's on his knee and the, the city's in front of him. Like, th- th- these are all wallpaper, were they? They're, they're, they're gorgeous. Yeah. So, um, before we talk about the plot, let's just get the, the controversy out the, <laughs> out the way. <laughs> so so there's a scene later Gosh. on where batman gets back to the bat cave and he strips off his clothes and in the print version of the first the first edition of this uh you can see batman's dick uh they drew in his his crotch and dc then decided that because it didn't add into the story because apparently it was it was very shadowy anyway in the digital version <laughs> and in future future reprints of the book including the collected edition it's just completely blacked out. You can't see it. And honestly, like I knew it was supposed to be there. So when I got to that page, and I'm reading it digitally, I was like, okay, so that that was the page where the dick was going to be. Um, I don't feel like I, I don't care that it's gone. Like it doesn't. I mean, it didn't add anything. But at the same time, it's like uh, you could have just left it. Like, it doesn't matter. They they turned Batman into a Ken doll. Uh, I mean, I. I I have to wonder though, would the same decision have been made if this was a female character? Would they have said, "Hey, this doesn't add anything. Let's take away the boobs." Well, I mean, they kind of did that with Harley in um, in in uh, the the Murphy book, the White Knight. That's true. Is, Remember, is... they wanted to do that, and then before it went out to print, they had them alter it. And yeah. Then in the collected edition, they're gonna have like a director's cut that is how it was meant to go. So you know, and, and I get it. It's a you know, well, this, that, being a black label, it's not exactly like. I don't think they have to worry about like kids getting a hold of it. But like mm. you said, it was very gratuitous. So, because yeah, because I mean, like, the, why the, was it there? The book does have swearing. Does have that has f bombs. It has you know. Um, mm-hmm. So so there is that there too. But the, the the story of the book is that we don't actually find this out till later because Constantine is narrating the whole thing and he finds Batman lying like yep. half dead. And he brings him in, and Constantine's narration is kind of written into the artwork. It's kind of no, no, no bubbles or, or boxes. It's just kind no, of no. And, and I like, although it took a while for me to get used to it, because mm-hmm. uh, then when you realize it's Constantine, but it creates this third-person narrator that yeah. you like because it, it's not a typical comic story. It's he is the all-knowing, which kind of fits Constantine because he's always got a card up his sleeve. Yeah. So. Also, Dead Man's hanging around and. The way Deadman's yeah, like red, Dead Man's red suit, the way it's drawn, almost looks like it's like a, like blood vessels. It looks like you know a body that's yeah. been skinned. It's like a really dark version of. Uh, mm-hmm. of it. Actually, one of my only art complaints is the page where we first see Deadman and Constantine sitting there, and we see on the news that the Joker's dead. The rest is when we find out the Joker's dead. Yeah. Batman's reaction to the Joker being dead, I think his face looks a bit weird. It, it, it almost looks Adam West-esque, the way he's like, Matt Cole looks over his head. Um, old chum. Old chum, yes. So that'd be, that'd be my one critique. Oh, that following page is gorgeous, though, where he's, he's, he's in silhouette diving past the buildings. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that, this book is so good looking. But, so I mean, we see like uh, flashbacks that imply that his dad might have been cheating on his mother uh, before yeah. he died. Uh, so, again, it's an Elseworld, so we're doing these different things. 
um, and we're we're hearing about the Joker being dead. So so the premise of this though, the way it ends is that, and the reason why Constantine's involved is the idea that the Joker is dead and now he's a ghost and now he can actually literally haunt Batman and he's st- his presence is still here, which is yeah. an interesting idea. I don't know if I'm sold if it's going to work or not, but I'm definitely intrigued by that. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see where this goes now, because now that we actually have dead men, we know ghosts Mm -hmm. exist in this story. We know that magic is around because of Constantine. In that scene with with not – well, it is Zatanna because she's got the fishnets in the top hat. But they never name her. You feel like – as he's in disguise as the homeless person, uh, he picks out where the card is because she's doing like a three-card money. Yeah, it's a con job. And then almost she's, like... Yeah, she's conning yeah, everyone, yeah. She, yeah, but she changes it with magic or whatever. So they're like, oh, was he leading you astray? Why are you listening to him? You know? Um, but yeah, so it feels like it's a very magical world. You also have Enchantress seemingly haunting Bruce in childhood. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you see, you get over uh, yeah in the flashbacks. And yeah. then you see, I think you see her so, one, you see her once in present day as well. I think as uh, when he's in the in the the cave or the manor later on, because uh, there's a scene mm. where he like he hunts down the, this witness who saw the Joker go down, um, but mm. he, he can't get to him. He actually fails and loses him in in the dark tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love actually the the when that page where he's looking at the tunnel. And it's like this, you know, the tunnel on the ground. The you can, smoke face. You can see the face in the smoke, yeah, of someone. Yeah. Um, it's really I good stuff. I know what you did. Yeah, yeah. it's really good stuff. Um, so, no, I mean, I, I'm really into this so far. It, I mean, it's double-sized, of course. It's like a long issue. Yeah. But it reads, because it's it, it's really art-focused, there's not a lot of dialogue in a lot of the pages. Um, it reads very quick, I felt, uh, for, for what it is. Um, yeah. And, and every... Sure. I will be. Charges. Yeah, I will. It took me a couple of reads to get through, just because I was I was reading it when I was tired, and I just, it wasn't capturing me in small bits. But I went back and I, I reread it before the show today, and it it does work out if you're not falling asleep throughout. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's uh, and that's not any. Yeah, it wasn't any quality. It was just maybe I shouldn't wait till you know bedtime to read a, an Azarello. You know, because he can be super wordy. And not that it's a bad thing, but it gets pretty dense at uh, points um, with what he's saying. Like, um, but no, like the art and everything, it worked out really well. Like, I'm surprised how much I liked it when I got to the end and what it was saying. And when Zatanna popped up, I was like, oh, this is cool. So we're getting this different version of, of Batman that we don't get to see too often. Yeah, it's Batman that seems to be inspired somewhat by Enchantress. Enchantress is speaking in his head. And we get kind of this, this this new version of the classic scene where the bat comes through the window when he's still a kid. And she actually just holds up a bat in front of him, in front of his chest. It's a, that's a really great page, by yeah. the way. Um, and yeah. he, he, wakes, he wakes up as if he's like having a nightmare this this time. But the final yeah. the final scene is when he goes to the, uh, the church and Constantine's sitting there. Uh, and he's like, the Joker's dead, or or he isn't. Do you believe in the afterlife? And that's when we see the final page, is there's the the crucifix, the giant crucifix, and the Joker's makeup yep. and hair has been like painted onto the onto Jesus with ha ha ha, obviously. Yep. Um, and the final line is, if you uh, for obvious, uh, for obviously, it believes in you, even if you don't believe in supernatural and the afterlife and ghosts. 
So yep. one of them is definitely believing you. So this idea that the Joker in death is going to hunt him, um, and obviously that yeah. that cover for issue two, which is at the back as well, um, is that Harley? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's a Joker with like a wig on, or if it's Harley, or if it's like the Joker taking over someone like Dead Man does. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, because it, to me it looks like Harley because she has the 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 star and the diamond yeah. on the face, but she has like the almost the Dia de los Muertos, you know, skull makeup going. Yeah, yeah, and it looks great. So, um. It's just it's yeah, an interesting concept is... that Batman can't escape the Joker even if he shows up dead. No. Well, and even even if this is all just psychological, right? If we get to the end of this and it's all, it it's not that something that he did led to the death of the Joker. Like he didn't actually kill Joker, right? Joker went too far. He fell off the bridge and died yeah. and whatever. But that still haunts Batman. No matter what he does, he'll be haunted by the death of Joker forever, like he's haunted by the death of his parents. You know. Uh, so, but this makes me want to read. I never read their Joker series or the the graphic novel. Yeah, yeah so that series is uh, one graphic novel. It's just one thing. But yeah, yeah, I need, I need to read that. And I need to finish their Luther because I have that. The yeah. Man of Steel. I I I um, need to uh, read Luther. I've not read Luther, but jo- Joker was yeah. very good. Joker was all from the perspective of a henchman who who is yeah. with him. Um, well, and, and it's very real world versus I, which I got out of this. Like this feels like it could be the same continuity. As as Joker, I don't know, but um, um, it, uh, it feels very feels very true to life because Constantine even has a line about how tough Batman is because he's not some you know Kryptonian or a a warrior gifted by the gods. Mm. You know he, he's a tough son of a bitch, and I, and usually that's a line I would hate, but the way that Azarello uses it and coming from Constantine, like it just fit in this context. So. You know. Yeah, so so far this is oozing in atmosphere, uh, which is what I like about yeah. it the most is the artwork and the atmosphere it's given. But then you add on to this idea that the Joker's haunting him after death. And again, for for a main like continuity story, this would be kind of weird. But as an Elseworld, as as a standalone separate yeah. thing, uh, this is a, a fantastic yeah. idea worth exploring. Uh, we'll see how cool. it works out. We'll see how this Enchantress stuff works yeah. out. Um, so no, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, what, what are you giving it, Matt? Yeah, so this is pretty strong showing, um, but it's not one of my favorites of the week, so it's weird, because there's nothing really bad about it, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed stuff more, so I'm trying to adjust my score, you know? But it, it, it's an 8, I think. It's that's really good. Yeah, um... I, th- I, I, I like the potential of what they're doing, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily completely sold yet. But the art artwork's gorgeous, um, mm-hmm. and it's well told. So I'm going with an eight point five. Um, I feel like this is the sort of thing where the time it's done, it could end up being something of a masterpiece. But that's, it's not sold that's me what yet. I'm thinking too. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's three parts, right? So it's um, gonna be one of those. Maybe you know, four. Maybe four. Three or four. Okay. Yeah. But it's um, every other month. Then that's, so, that's a, so the next one I is mean, in November. It's, yeah, it's off to a good start. Better than our Creature of the Night, which I wasn't feeling that first issue. Oh, I like that um, a lot, uh, Creature of the Night. I, I need to go back yeah, and read yeah, the yeah. last two issues of that, because uh, that, uh, yeah. I, I loved that book a lot, but it, it got delayed so much, I didn't ha- I had no idea when it was coming yeah. out. Um, and then by the time issue yeah, three yeah. came out, it had been so long since I'd read issue two that I felt like I needed to go back and reread it. So I've not finished uh, Creature of the Night yet, but that was very good from what I read. Yeah. 
Um, okay. But, but yeah, th- this hooked me more than that did, I think. Mm. So It's very different, though, um, of course. It's, uh... Well, no, but I'm just saying in the every other month, like, oh, sure, I'm not yeah. going to forget about this. Like, this one, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing when it's coming out. No. Just uh, won't read it super late at night, you know? Yeah, no, no, I, I dug it a lot. So yeah, 8.5. Uh, which does take us on to our favourite stuff of the week. We pick our best panel slash moment, best art, best cover, and our top five books of the week. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, so we'll start with best panel slash moment. So probably a few things you could pick from here this week, actually. Matt, what you got? Yep, good time. So uh, I I wasn't going to do it, but I, I have to. Mm-hmm. And I hope this doesn't step on yours. But it's from uh, Mr. Miracle. It is that two-page splash mm-hmm. from Gerard's, you know. It's got all my favorite characters in there. Booster's there. Superman's there. Starfire's there. Like, and it just looks so good. Because I haven't seen Gerard's draw those characters before. So, you know, uh, there's a classic feel to them. Plus, you have all the flashes. Um, it just it really goes. Yeah, hard to fault. Uh, that, that could have been maybe the pick, but... I think I'm also going to go with Mr. Miracle. Um, mm-hmm. But I think instead of that, I'm going to go slightly before that, and I'm going to go with uh, basically just after they've won, and they're, they're looking at each other, and they're, they're both bloody and beaten, but there's, there's success. It's, it's, it's uh, the last panel in the page before Metron like, reveals himself, uh, mm-hmm. um, where he says, like you always said, Dad, always marry up, when he's talking about how, how Barda made the, yeah. made the dagger. Um, yeah. Because that it, it feels good. so triumphant. It feels like, yeah, 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 you fought through it. You beat him. You know, screw yeah. him. You beat Darkseid. So, right. um, That's good. My, my runner-up was from Justice League. It was it was Joker, Grodd, mm. and Sinestro standing there the whole page the way that it's it's laid out. And that was super good, too. So, so uh, that is the best cover. Uh, what you got, Matt? I got to look at some of these variants. Um, I don't. I don't mind as I'm going with the Batman variant. Uh, yeah. I I like the uh, Mister Miracle variant by by Gerards. Uh, it's very good. But the the variant on Batman, um, by uh, Matina, is is just. I mean, his artwork's always good because it's always this painted yeah. style. It's always super super atmospheric. Yeah, I was thinking of the Aquaman variant. There's there's two of them. Um, there's one that looks like the movie poster, and it wasn't that one. It's the other one. Um, mm. I'm not sure if that's Middleton or not. Um, uh, but it's got Mira and, and Arthur yeah, looking yeah, at each other. That, that looks like Middleton to me, yeah. Yeah. That's but I nice. think i got to go with the Mr. Miracle variant with with little Jakey holding yeah. Darkseid's hand. No, it's, it's, very oh, good. it's very good. Uh, so, cool. uh, so then next up, best art. What you got? This, this, this is tough this week. Mm-hmm. Because some... I think normally you'd be like, oh, Garrods wins it, but then right. Damned comes out and we've got this Liebehermo Be- Be- art, which is just stunning from start yeah, but, to finish. But but you also have... Uh, um, Janin. Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, with Janin. And it really looks good too. So how do you think I'm going to have to give it to Janin? I just like the All way right. that... His, uh, his Justice League looked great. His layouts were really there. Um, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Can't, can't fault anything else. 
Yeah, I mean, know? obviously, I love that. I love Gerwitz. It's not, it's not a week to fault for artists, but yeah. goddamn, uh, I have to give it to Behermo. I have to give it to Damned. Yeah. Uh, the art in that was just like it was. Just, it was so otherworldly. Yeah. It was like something. It was almost like a, a Matina level cover, but on every panel. <laughs> to, to put it, to yeah. put it simply. Yeah, and, uh, that, and that's what Vermejo does. You know, like yeah. you don't see him doing week or monthly comics that much. They're always these graphic mm. novels or miniseries. You know. Uh, that come out like this because so. because yeah artwork that 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 level takes attention and time yeah. which you, you can't necessarily yeah. do on a, on a monthly uh which takes like our top five books of the week so matt hit us with it so so number one's mr miracle uh number two is i think i'm the same i can't remember i'll give it to, to batman and then justice league and then uh damned and then nightwing I yeah. feel like my list is going to be very similar because we read the same seven books, the exact same seven books, and yeah. Green Lanterns and Aquaman were definitely the weakest of the two. So, uh, no, yeah. I am also going with Mister Miracle at number one. Um, I will then go with Batman at number two, <laughs> and mm. then I think I'll go with Batman Damned, and then Nightwing, and then Justice League at number five. So, very yeah. similar, just swapping a couple around, but yeah. uh, less books this week, so it makes sense. Um, so, yeah. so yeah. Um, but that that is that is the show. That is that is everything. That, that, that lets me tell you what's coming next week. And boy, oh boy, prepare yourselves, because next week is a hefty week. It will be uh, an, a big show. An embarrassment of riches. Big show, because next week we have Doomsday Clock number seven, and that's got the Sentinel's Green Lantern uh, lamp on it. The, la- you know, the lantern yeah, itself, I guess. Scott. Yeah. Uh, so we got Doomsday yeah. Clock issue seven. We have Heroes in Crisis number one, the, the first issue to this big event, uh, this personal emotional event coming from Tom King, which is now going to be nine months long. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Uh, but hey, you know. Good for so, us. So when my brother was here, anything, something epic would happen, or we would zing each other. We would do that rap horn sound, just to add, add to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after you said Doomsday Clock Seven, I almost did it, forgetting like people wouldn't have context for it. Okay. And then I almost did it again with Heroes in Crisis because that's how excited I am. Give us one. Um, You've explained it now. Give us one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you go, bam, 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 bam. You know, like the like the air horn. You know, it shows up in rap songs. Mm-hmm. I have an app, uh, and of, I of got the app banned at my house. <laughs> uh, my wife is so tired of hearing it between me and my brother that that's pretty good. Yeah, uh-huh. that's pretty so. good. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that that's your two, that's your main event, your double main event. Arguably, it's a triple yeah. main event because Justice League that's... Odyssey is also next yeah. week. I don't even have that in my uh, list. I even added to it. I just remember that. <laughs> I'm trying to structure. This is like a wrestling card. What 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 is that? Is that the, you know that that's the bitter rivals in the hell in a cell to end it all. <laughs> Loser leaves town. Cell match is what this is. So Justice League Odyssey number one, which is the 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 weakest of the three main events, bizarrely. Even though we're lo- looking yeah. forward to it. But Heroes in Crisis, Doomsday Clock, Justice League Odyssey, and on top of that, we have Detective Comics nine eight nine. Action Comics 1003, The Flash number 55, Justice League Dark number 3, Batgirl 27, The Terrifics number 8, Titans 26. Oh, luckily though, we can delete Teen Titans 22. We're not covering that. <laughs> Good. No, that, Good. That's gone. 
Good. Well, that, that's things. not even. Um, I'm looking for it. That's not even out this week. It's about not? that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then Silence of Number Nine, and then Batman Kings of Fear Number Two. It is a huge week next week. Also, Dude, out is, did you see? Oh. Did you say Batgirl Twenty Seven? I did. Yes. Okay, I missed that. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, out we were not covering is Wonder Woman fifty five, Batman Beyond twenty four, and Raven Daughter of Darkness number eight. Uh, so we're reading the majority of the books next week. Um, and here's here's the weirdest thing is that out of the what two four six eight, um, two four six eight ten out of the twelve books that we are covering on the show next week, I am I am probably reading all of them, and I am actively excited for almost all of them. Like. There's nothing there that I'm like, well, maybe if oh. I don't have time, I'll, I'll, I'll cut that one. Like, th- I mean, Kings of Fear is, th- is that one, I guess. But other yeah, than that... I'm not I'm not reading that, so um, I just have 11. Yeah, you can write that off. <laughs> three of those 11 are going to be, I already know, are rumbling for the the one spot. Yeah. Like, it, it's... And it's three of my current favorite writers, too. Yeah. I mean, but... you, have, you have Johns, you have King, and you have Williamson. Actually, Matt, you're, so, you're only reading 10 because you're not reading Silencer. Oh, yeah, I'm not reading Silencer. There you go. So you're at 10. Oh, my God. That, that's the one time I'm not reading the most books. There you Hallelujah. go. Hit, hit the rap horn. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, no, I, like, next week is huge. Like, because, I mean, I'm always excited for, for Batgirl and Flash. And Just League Dark's been amazing. I love Terrifics. Titans has really stepped up its game. I, like, I, I come on. Next week is nuts. There's... So we all know how much I love Flash. There's a good chance Flash might not end up in the top five just because of all the other books out. I Plus, know. Action's my favorite of the Superman books. They, That's out. They, they so, are. It's going to be a bloodbath oof. next week and what doesn't make the top yep. five. Unless yep. a couple of them just happen to have weaker issues, just, you know, by chance, yep. which is possible. But Well, in Justice League Dark, we get the, the Upside Down Man. Like, oh, God, That's... yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's... But yeah, and, and tech. I mean, it's it's the Robinson story that's gonna be fun. Like nothing against that. And Batgirl well, is. I mean, yeah. It looks like she's in her new costume. Yeah, last issue of tech so, was, was enjoyable. So I mean, I, I mean it's fine. So, it, it probably has no chance of making the top five given the competition, no. but it should be solid. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, but Batgirl has the. It's part two, but I think it's the first costume. It's got the yeah the the Murphy cover. So and that looks. Yeah. Again, embarrassment of riches. Yeah. So. Yes. Week week four next week is absolutely shockingly big. So, uh, join us mm-hmm. for that episode of Comics for the Multiverse. Of course, if you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV and support us and feel warm and fuzzy for as little as a dollar. If you want the bonus stuff, uh, the bonus episode uh, every month, the, the Multiverse Monthly that me and Connor do, uh, that's in the $5 tier, and that will uh, be about... The next one's going to be about Gotham Central Volume 1. Uh, the last ish, uh, episode we yeah. did uh, was uh, Sandman Volume 1. That was the winner of the vote. Uh, so I, th- I think that was the 12th or 13th episode. So there's like 12 or 13 there. If you want to like sign up, you've got a backlog now. You can, you can work through um, it was on a bunch of different stuff but you can look over, over that 
Um, always try to think of new things to add uh, on the Patreon for people uh, to, mm-hmm. to, to show some love for the support. Um, but you can, of course, uh, support us in other ways, such as watching the ads on YouTube, uh, tweeting tweeting us out, uh, liking us, rating us on the iTunes or your podcast apps, all, all those things. Let us know in the comments, of course, or on Twitter, uh, how you, what you thought of the week's books and stuff. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. You can get me specifically on Twitter at Wibble89. You can get Matt at where? At Matt of Steel 57. What? Oh, there's a cat. There's a cat I was tail. like, where'd Pete go? Yes. And I was like, did that- I lose him? This makes no sense because the way we record, I get your feed automatically. So if it would have dropped... And- now I'm just out of focus. The cat actually put the autofocus yeah. out of whack, and now I'm just out of focus. I, I look All like. Right. Oh, there we go. There we go. Clarity. There we go. What a jerk. I know. Got that firefly. Now he's been up menace, and he's he's climbing under the the make arm, and he's oh my god, cat. Speaking of cats, as as we're going over this, I I have the diamond up, and I'm looking, and we talked about Chelsea Kane last week. Mm-hmm. Right, and and what's going on with her at Marvel. Well, she has a, a new image book out next week called man eaters. Pete, would you like to know what it's about? I would fill me in. Uh, so it says a mutation in toxoplasmosis causes menstruating women to turn into ferocious killer wildcats, easily provoked and extremely dangerous as panic spreads and paranoia takes root. The fate of the world rides on the shoulders of one 12 year old girl, part cat people, part handmaid's tale. Man eaters will have everyone talking. Wait, part what and part handmaid's uh, tale? What was the first thing? Part, the, part cat people, part the <laughs> handmaid's tale. Oh, what a weird combination of things. Um, yeah, I'll give it this. It's a, it's a hell of a concept. I'll, I'll give it that for wacky yep. points. And it's from the creative team that was behind Mockingbird. So it's Chelsea Kane, Kate Nemesic. Uh, uh So yeah, interesting. Uh, this September, the cat wants in. I might have to get this just because. Yeah, yeah. It's all like you have like too many DC books next week, right? And you shouldn't be adding more to the list. No. <laughs> but but you know this this reeks of shirtless bear fighter where I'm going to be mad oh, sure. if I don't get it. I can get that. You know. So. so yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> Joe, you know, it's actually funny. Boom got the Buffy rights. Uh, starting next year, they're going to be doing a Buffy comic, and it looks like they're going to be set in high school again. But the, the, the image they put out was really weirding me out because it's like teenage Buffy, you know, based in Sarah Michelle Gellar, right? So it's young season one Buffy, mm-hmm. but she's holding a smartphone. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> like, those smartphone di- in one hand, stake in the other. That, that didn't exist in 1997. What are you doing? <laughs> well, she barely had a flip phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really against them like doing a comic where it's just set present day, but I feel like if if your if your concept is going to be no, this is set in the golden years of Buffy, I'm like, well, just set it there then. This is weird. Why 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 has she got a Ford? But whatever. Yeah. Just just whatever. I'll probably read it. I'll probably I'll, I'll dig into it. Why not? Most likely. Um, yeah, yeah. Why not? But hey. Uh. So no. Um. I've been reading a lot of non DC stuff recently. I've been really behind on reading other things. Um, I'll have to get into it. Yeah. Um, I, I I was thinking of like doing some sort of wrap up every once in a while on Patreon just to try to convince me to mm. keep up with some other books. I don't know. Um, I'll I'll yeah. see if people are interested in such a thing. It's yeah, it's weird because I tried to get caught up on Thor and it mm. just it came out at a, at a bad time and you know it's not that I'm not enjoying it as much, but I was 
I was just like, I wanted him to come back as, as the Odin son. And now that he's back, I kind of miss Jane. So it's weird. Like, it's that be yeah. careful what you wish for kind of vibe. And not that it's bad. It's just, I feel like Aaron's been at this part of the story for a while now with this, you know, yeah, fight amongst the realms, this war and whatnot. So, uh, but I also need to cut up on Immortal Hulk because that's yeah that's I, no, I, I love an excuse to try and keep up with a few marvel books that i really want to read and immortal yep. hulk's one of those and i want to keep up with a few lemire books like the black hammer stuff and gideon falls and yep. all that stuff um so i don't know i was thinking of doing something for the one dollar patrons or something where just every you know no no strict schedule but every month give or take right. i'll sit down just oh here's all the other non-dc books i read this month and just talk about yeah. it i don't know I'll, if anyone's interested in yeah, you talk thing, about man eaters I can talk about man eaters. I'll try man eaters and talk about man eaters. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was just looking for a reason to motivate me. But no, I need to keep up with these other books because D- obviously DC. Like every week, I'm like, no, I need to read them for the show. So I force myself. I'm like, not that, not that I need to be forced per se, but comics, much like TV, because me and Connor do so much TV reviewing, I'm really up to date in like so many TV shows right now, where more than most people are, and. I never used to be like that. I used to always let them build up and then binge them later. And I used to be like that with comics, but the podcast keeps me up to date. And I like that. I yeah. like I like that there's something that keeps me to a strict schedule where I'm always up to date and I can talk about the new stuff that's happening. Um, and I could use that for some of the other non-DC stuff because I, I always... I, I, I'll, I'll keep up to date with Marvel books for like two months and then I'm like, nah, I, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> and then I'll just let them slip. Right. I, I, need, I need the motivation, damn it. But hey. I get you. So I am behind on TV because I don't have anyone keeping me honest. I started The Good Place and I haven't gotten back to it. Um, I actually two, watched two both episodes in and I, and I loved it. Yeah, so I watched both seasons just... of that over like a week, like a few weeks ago. I just binged it yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Well, it's also my brother was in town for two weeks. Mm. And when you try to watch something that he's not into, he talks a lot. Uh, so, you know, it made it difficult. But I'll probably, I'll probably gang through that and then catch up on Hulu you know yeah um, yeah no yeah good place is pretty good good place is pretty good um so no uh that, that's that's basically the end of the show i, I love how after the all the the, the plugging and t- here's stuff you can go check yeah. out um we, we 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 went on a ramble is there anything else i want to promote you know non-comics wise as to hey go check that out on mail fuzz um hey, uh horror movie season's coming up uh, so i know you and tim have a lot of stuff planned for screens that is true that is true so. october is the october thon on screams after midnight which is the show where me and tim sit down and talk about horror movies you know we'll watch a horror movie then we'll talk about you it hate yourselves you guys watch the worst stuff sometimes we do we we, uh, we 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 keep up with so many new horror releases that at the end of the year when we do like top tens and stuff me and tim also do a bottom 10 for horror movies because we've always seen enough yeah. to justify a, a worst 10 i love the discussion of like this was really bad but it was sent to us by the creative team so we don't know what to do it's like uh yeah here's, here's watch the thing this, but don't tear it apart honestly <laughs> probably a good four or five times now someone has emailed us for screams after midnight and said hey i made this movie it's this low budget movie but we'd love to send you a download like code you know like a, a review yeah. key uh, to like, download it and watch it and review it and they'll say here's a here's a trailer and you know me and tim will watch the trailer and honestly every time so far they have looked a tro- like worse than anything we watch and we watch a lot yeah. of bad stuff and I often I, I feel bad saying, "Hey, yeah, send us a download key and we'll tear it to shreds." <laughs> like, yeah, it, 
you know, and, and that's not the point of, of, of reviewing things. But you also are just like, hey, they were nice enough to reach out. What do I exactly? Do? What yeah, do I do like, now? it's one thing yeah. when everyone's sending his review keys, but when this this yeah. you know this small time like directors like, hey, can yeah. you watch my movie? And I'm like, oh my god, it looks so bad, and I feel terrible. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'd love to see. Yes. One of my favorite things is when I, I pop in on your guys' conversation on our on our thread, and it's just like Tim's like, "No, let's do it," and you're like, Ugh, "Or it'll be <laughs> vice versa." Yeah, uh, um, it's never you but, guys are never on the same page there, which but is the, hilarious. But yeah, the, the point hey, you guys check that out. Yeah, the point where we're getting at though, we're explaining the Octoberthon is that obviously we have one episode a week give or take sometimes we'll have a second one if there's a lot going on, uh, but in October we have like four episodes a week uh to celebrate halloween to celebrate the month of halloween uh so we have a bunch of episodes pre-recorded they're ready to roll out um uh and i guess the highlight for people might be if you enjoy us watching bad movies and you enjoy us getting angry about bad movies i will say that we have already recorded reviews extensive reviews for both of rob zombie's halloween films which if you know me you'll know that that is a personal sore spot and I will say this, as much as I hate Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice, as much as that betrays everything I think of about those characters, yeah. Rob Zombie's Halloween makes me just a bit more angry than, than Batman versus Superman Even does. the first one? Because when we reviewed ours a long time ago, that was the first, you know, on 1.21, that was our first Halloween special, if you will. Oh, yeah. Where the, we watched all the Halloween movies. The, 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 um, and, and you were far more critical on two than you were of one. I, well, um, I think that's because it was the first I mean, time. Not... That was the first time I saw two. I think that was more fresh at the time. Um, okay. Whereas, and I don't know so, if I, I don't know if I rewatched one when we did that. I, I don't know if I actually suffered through it again. That might be. I, I, yeah. I think it, it's ungood. Is is like, is garbage? It's not, as, it's not as bad as two, but it's still pretty bad. They're both garbage. They're both ones um, out of ten. Don't, don't even kid yeah. yourself. They're, they're absolute garbage. Uh, but. It, me and Tim go on a tirade, so you can look forward to that in October if you're into horror movies. Yeah, look, uh, look for that oh, one. Oh, and Matt's mic's um, going right as we're wrapping up. That's good fun. Uh, but yeah, look out for that. So no, but as, and there's an audio feed for that as well. You can come in streams after midnight on your your favorite podcast apps and your iTunes and your obviously mm-hmm. the YouTube channel has it. So, but that that is us. So that has been comics from the multiverse episode 122, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll be back next week with Ginger and Toe. Uh, so thank you very much for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep reading comics guys and always remember to never get lost in the speed force dark side was